1: This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN.
2: MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Haynes 500. The Martinsville Speedway opened in 1947 as a dirt oval with modified division races. And its first Winston Cup race was a couple of years later in 1949. From those humble beginnings, it has grown into a showplace of short track racing. And today, the Winston Cup Series is set for the Hanes 500. Good afternoon again, everyone, with Barney Hall and the entire MRN crew. I'm Eli Gold, fans now having jammed their way into the Speedway's grandstands, are set for what should be an awfully interesting day, Barney, because in this now, the 599th Winston Cup race ever, the technology and braking is caught up with the Winston Cup cars. The engine development is there. The drivers, if the hit and doesn't get too contagious, are ready for a tough, tough short track afternoon.
3: Well, it'll be a typical Martinsville race. It's uh, every driver you always talk to say so you're going to see some sheet metal bent up. You're going to see some cars torn up. You're going to see some tempers flare. It's almost impossible to run a 100-lap race here, and that not happen, much less 500 laps. I think the key here today, I talked to Darrell Waltrip a long time here Friday. We're, you and I, when we do the interviews that we do with the drivers, the one thing they all keep talking about is brakes. Save the brakes. You've got to save brakes on the car. Darrell has kind of a little different theory on that in one sense. He says the new technology and everything they've come up with and the improvements they've made on the cars has changed the okay, way you race. Okay, gentlemen,
4: start your engines.
3: Boomer Esiason, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, with that command to fire the engines. Jim Phillips, I guess there's going to be a lot of unknowns in this race because yesterday afternoon it was a little bit cool, but nothing like it is today.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing today is going to help the drivers, Barney. Usually here in Martinsville in the spring, it tends to get hot. When you're comfortable in the car, you can drive better. Your mind works better, and you don't use the brakes as bad as you normally would. I don't think the cooler temperature is going to help a a driver who rides those brakes hard, but I think the weather will help the driver think more clearly today hopefully and they'll get through this 500 laps with some brakes i talked to three or four drivers they said we're going to go 300 laps really concentrating on these brakes you've got to if
2: you're going to run that second 200 laps Interesting point. You know, we've not talked much about it, though we will as the day continues, but Jimmy Hensley, who was named to drive Cale Yarborough's car earlier this week, what a, a hugely popular decision that was. Even on the part of the drivers, a lot of the fellows on the circuit don't show that many emotions all the time, and they were just so happy for Jimmy Hensley. I asked Jimmy today, I said, do yeah, you feel any more butterflies? Because he obviously has driven some Winston Cup races in the past, but it was usually, you know, a race or two as part of a three-race package or something. He said, no. I said, I haven't been too bad. He said, maybe a little sleepless night here and there, but I ran into Jimmy's wife, Becky, this morning and said, how's uh, Jimmy been? She goes, he's been a basket case. She said, don't let him tell you otherwise. He says, he knows that this now is the first truly bona fide full-time opportunity he's had in this division.
3: He'll do well. He knows this racetrack like the back of his hand, much as Darrell Waltrip knows Nashville, Tennessee, when he started his career there. Jimmy has probably as many miles on this speedway, though not in a Winston Cup car, as anybody out there. He's put an awful lot of laps on the- this racetrack. He's got good equipment here. He should have a good finish. Cars begin to roll right now as they go down toward the south end of the speedway. That is where turns one and two lie here at this racetrack. Up in three and four, that'll be up in the north end of the speedway. It's going to be a knockdown dragout one this afternoon. It always is at Martinsville Speedway as they'll make about two maybe three laps before they cut them loose here this afternoon to cover the action for us. Down in turns one and two this afternoon from Hampton, Virginia. Let's go down and get a word from Joe Moore.
5: Thanks, Barney. Good afternoon, everyone. We're situated atop the goodies suite here in turns one and two to follow the action here. You've already mentioned some of the interesting aspects about this racetrack, the fact that in the turns, they're so tight that sometimes we get a little bit of pushing and shoving going on here, really lends to it because there's not any banking to speak of, just about 12 degrees at both ends of the racetrack. Also, the fact there's a curbing down on the inside of the racetrack. The drivers try to put the cars right alongside that curbing without actually getting over the curbing because they can do some damage to the undercarriage of the car if that happens. Also, the fact there's two different types of material used in the construction of the racetrack only in the turns there's concrete the lower two grooves and asphalt on the outside grooves as well as up and down the front and back straightaways. As we get later on to the race the, the brakes become a factor as they start to fade away and that's when we see a lot of cars using other cars as their brakes when they start leaning on one another and it really gets some action packed moments here in turns one and two. We'll follow that for you today and down this 800 foot back straightaway as well in the Haynes 500.
2: One to go signal now from Doyle Ford atop the flag stand. Daryl Walsh up on the pole in his 30 four career starts here at Martinsville. He has 24 top 10 finishes. So obviously he gets around this place awfully well. And we've been talking about the beating and banging, the framing and bamming. These fellas don't necessarily have to bring the car back with too many parts still intact because we don't go back to a short track following today's Hanes 500 until August the 29th when we head to Bristol for the Budweiser 500. From now until then, every race is on a track of one mile in length or old or over, so some of these cars won't be needed now again until the 29th of August. The lights are out atop the safety car. 500 laps at Martinsville. About set to unfold. Here's Barney Hall.
3: Down to the line. The Haynes 500 is underway and on the break it's going to be a race into the corner to see who can get out front. Earnhardt on the outside doesn't give an inch. Neither does Daryl down at the bottom of the racetrack.
5: Walter gets the good bike coming off the corner. He gets the lead but Earnhardt battles back on the outside. They're still dead even at the end of the back
2: straightaway. Earnhardt works off the high side of the racetrack. Not necessarily the quickest way around but he'll make it work and he will lead lap number one. Dale Earnhardt leads and Richard Petty skitters off the racetrack between turns three and four. Ed's up nose first between the turns on the grass that is inside of the racetrack. We continue under green until this second when the caution is displayed. It'll come out on lap two. Here comes Waltrip trying to beat Earnhardt back to the stripe. He'll not make it work. Earnhardt leads under caution as Richard Petty's car came skittering off turns three and four.
3: Couldn't really see what put Richard in there. We're looking down at the battle for the lead coming back to the line, but when we looked up Richard Petty, was coming up across the grass, hit that inside curbing, and let's hope he didn't do too much damage to the car, but we are under yellow in a hurry here this afternoon at Martinsville.
2: Ricky Rudd gets together with the back of Jimmy Hensley. The car spins, Hensley's that is. Others have to go high and low to avoid, and we're very quickly on the restart back under caution. Jimmy Hensley was in traffic there, got a little nudge from the rear and the tight quarters racing not unlike what happened to Richard Petty who also had a little help in a sandwich move up there between turns three and four and uh Barney you've seen your share of cautions over there. for a moment I thought it was me but then I remembered I wasn't at Hickory last week must be you
3: Boy, it must be something. I couldn't believe what we had over there. Let's hope we don't have that kind of a day here this afternoon at Martinsville. Jimmy Hensley and Ricky Rudd do touch together, and Hensley spins the car around. Didn't appear to do anything more than just a little sheet metal damage to it. Just a few minutes ago, Richard Petty spun his car, and it appeared that Davey Allison and Greg Sachs, from the reports we get, may have made a little contact up there with Richard Petty, and that was part of the reason. Let's check in right now with Jim Phillips.
1: Richard Petty came in. Most of his damage is cosmetic damage to the right front fender. He has damage to the left rear quarter panel, but most of it to the right front fender. This time it did not get the radiator as it did uh, the past couple of weeks. Also involved was Bobby Hamilton. He has some front end damage, but I think he'll be able to continue with no problems. Both those cars are coming back in the pits right now. The front of Bobby Hamilton's grill section and the hood is in just a little bit, but Richard Petty has uh, quite a bit of damage to the right front and they're putting on new tires right now on the right side of Richard Petty's automobile. I don't
2: know if I believe in the sophomore jinx or not, Barney, but Bobby Hamilton, of course, won the Rookie of the Year last year. And the best finish he has had this year is 18th place at Rockingham, very much unlike that team because they've got good guys working, a good driver, and they've just had a lot of circumstances, but uh, after a super Rookie of the Year effort a year ago, they just kind of can't get out of their own way here for a myriad of different reasons in 92.
3: We've seen that happen over the years, many Many, many times. It seems like the second year that a, that a driver is on the circuit, he'll have more than his share of problems. But right now, he's got a lot of company with other guys that are having problems too. Michael Waltrip, in the last few weeks, they can't seem to, to buy a decent finish without getting in a wreck or blowing up an engine or a dozen things happening. And there's some other teams that right now are on a bad roll also. But hopefully, they'll all get it cured here shortly. Field about to be given the indication one lap and we'll go back to green. Dale Earnhardt is a leader, Darrell Waltrip is second. Derek Cope is back there in third place. Fourth right now is Brett Bonine. Fifth is Michael Waltrip. Sixth is Ricky Rudd, so he's no worse for the wear and that little shunt up there in the corner a minute ago with Jimmy Hensley.
6: Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four times.
3: As they get ready to cut them loose, they're moving down in turns one and two in front of Joe Moore. In the
5: seventh spot now, right behind Ricky Rudd, the Rusty Wallace car. In eighth now, the Dave Marcus machine. Ninth is Alan Kowicki rounding out the top ten. is Mark Martin. It'll be a single-file restart as they line up behind the Pontiac
2: safety car, now headed to turn three. Jimmy Hensley and Richard Petty have each lost a lap. Bobby Hamilton remains on the lead lap as we get set to go back to green with nine of 500 laps on the board.
3: It'll be a single-file restart as they come down to the line. Pace car goes in behind the pit wall. Green flag goes up in the air, and Earnhardt takes off. Earnhardt is the leader as they work into turn one.
5: Darrell Waltrip looks to the inside of Earnhardt. No chance to make the move. First battle will be back for the fourth spot. Michael Waltrip exchanged some sheet metal with Brett Modine.
2: Those two racing side-by-side side down the back straightaway. And while they go side-by-side, side, Dave Marcus and Alan Kulwicki with a spirited battle back at ninth position as they work off the corner, number four, back to the stripe. Also side-by-side, side, Earnhardt leads on lap 11 back to turn one. It's Earnhardt. Followed by Daryl Waltrip. Derek Cope is in third. Still the battle for fourth. Brett Bodine and
5: Michael Waltrip side by side. Then it's Ricky Rudd. He's back in sixth with Rusty Wallace right behind him in single file. I'll tell you what, one of the whoops. Trouble in turn two. One car spins around Greg Sachs. He's directly in front of Jimmy Hensley and Dick Trickle. Everyone's able to get by. Sachs now refired the car to drive away.
3: Caution is on the speedway. It looked as though for a moment Greg might be able to get the car fired and get out of the way. Couldn't get it back in traffic, so they put the caution out. He was running 27th when the caution comes out and it's going to be one of those days. I can see that right now. This is the third time the yellow flag has flown on the Hanes 500 and we're only 12 laps into the race here this afternoon.
2: Today's broadcast of the Hanes 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Martinsville Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio
3: is prohibited. Set to go green quickly before they drop the green as they head off into turn number one. Jimmy Hensley did not lose a lap. He's back at the tail end of the field, however. Race is on for the lead in turn one.
5: Dale Earnhardt leads the way again with Darrell Waltrip. Now got a lap car separating him from the race leader. That's Greg Sachs
2: in between Earnhardt and Waltrip. They go back up into turn number three. Waltrip will work to the outside of Greg Sachs. Derek Cope stays right there, and Michael Waltrip now beginning to rumble. He'll battle for fourth place alongside Brett Bodine, who occupies the inside groove. Michael tried to go to the outside
5: of Derek Cope. When he did, he opened up the inside lane. Here came Brett Bodine down on the inside of him. So those two again battling for the fourth spot, but looks like Michael Waltrip will get by Brett as they head to turn
3: three. And Morgan Shepard, just before that caution came out a moment ago, brushed the wall, coming off turn number two. Might have done a little sheet metal damage to his We'll follow up on that story here in just a moment. Earnhardt is a leader as he works down into one and two. Two car lengths behind is Darrell Waltrip, riding third right now. Almost a spin for Michael Waltrip out of turn two. Joe Moore.
5: Waltrip's car broke loose coming up off the corner. It'll cost him
2: two positions as Brett Bodine and Ricky Rudd go by him in turn three. Michael did a good job gathering the car back in. Had trouble yesterday morning at about 10:35. They blew an engine and he spun the car up in turns one and two. But still working his way at the front and he's on the move again now, closing in on Brett Bodine. Working the outside of the racetrack, coming off the corner, but he slips a
5: bit, and Brett Bodine holds him off for now. It's a single file. Once again, they head back to turn three.
3: And a couple of cars that you will normally expect to be at the front of the pack, struggling in the early going here this afternoon. Davey Allison, one of those. Davey's having all kinds of problems getting in and out of the corners here at Martinsville. I'm sure on that first pit stop, they're going to make an awful lot of adjustments on his car. Harry Gant hasn't really made that much of a move either.
2: We are under caution for the fourth time here at Martinsville. On the 22nd lap, Michael Waltrip, who we told you had trouble coming off turn number two moments ago, had troubles and spun going up into turn number three up the limited banking and out towards the outside retaining wall. And the car is limping back around towards the pit lane area where Bill Engel and some of the crew members now beginning to trot down to assist the Pennzoil Pontiac. I couldn't tell if the the car didn't hook up or if he had an engine problem or some fluid was put down. We'll have to
3: just wait and see. It's 31 laps on the board. Green flag goes up in the air. Richard Petty is the only car being shown a lap down as they work back into turn number one. Underneath the leader, Dale Earnhardt, he won't be able to get his lap back.
5: Earnhardt slips around to lead him down the back straightaway. Darrell Walton now clears the Richard Petty car. Here comes
2: Derek Cope as well, getting by as they head to turn three. Maybe the quickest car in the racetrack, though, is Morgan Shepard, who started 21st, and he is now running sixth, and there's been scant little green flag racing in and around all the cautions today. He's a man on the move now, challenging Rusty Wilder. Wallace. Shepard's got his hands full. Wallace is working the inside of the racetrack underneath Morgan Shepard
5: coming off turn number two. Rusty's not quite able to get up underneath there, so Morgan holds him on as it goes single
3: file. Petty will spin out going into turn number three. Richard goes into the car, just loops around, will stack up the field behind him, but so far, nobody makes any contact with Richard Petty as everybody either drives out against the wall or down at the apron of the racetrack. So Richard Petty is sitting there. So far, this race will remain green, and if Richard can get the car fired and continue, and he does, he'll move away and we will not have another yellow flag. Here comes Earnhardt, the leader, as Petty fires away and moves down the front straightaway. Dale ahead now by some five car lengths over Darrell Waltrip as they work back into turn one.
5: Next battle might be for the second spot. Derek Cope is right up on the Western Auto Chevrolet of Darrell Waltrip, closing in on that car as they make their way down the back straightaway. It's about five more
2: car lengths back to Brett Modine. He rides along in fourth, and right behind him in the fifth spot will be Ricky Rudd. Good side-by-side battle. Further back, Sterling Marlin working to the inside of Ken Schrader. Hutch Strickland is also there. Those cars battling back at 13th, 14th, and 15th spot heading back to turn one. Still side by side. Hunt Strickland on the inside of the Ken Schrader car.
5: Sterling Marlin has cleared that particular battle. He's about three car lengths ahead of those two as they still go side by side. Halfway down the back straightaway the edge right now to Schrader but Strickland pulls even again in turn three.
3: Hutt's got the groove that he likes and that will be at the bottom of the racetrack. Quick way around but he won't be able to handle it as they come out of turn number four and Kenny Schrader will pull back in front of Hutt Strickland. Meanwhile the leader is Dale Earnhardt with a lap car of Richard Petty sandwiched between himself and Darrell Waltrip who rides second. Derek Cope is third. Cope had been working on Darrell Waltrip pretty hard to take that spot away and for the moment now just settles in to run single file. They're back in one.
5: Still single file as they make their way back to turn number one. We're watching Ricky Rudd closing in on the Brett Bodine car and Morgan Shepard taking a little bit higher line through turns one and two. He's beginning to eye the outside lane here in his battle to get
3: by Ricky Rudd. 34 laps are up on the scoreboard in the Haynes 500 this afternoon. Dale Earnhardt in a sense as expected. The guys were watching him in practice on Friday and also here yesterday afternoon said hey he is just floating that car off into the turns which means that that's the way Earnhardt has won an awful lot of races here at the Speedway over the years. He just kind of feathers it off in there had the car working extremely well can't really tell a lot about Earnhardt. He's kind of like David Pearson used to be. He doesn't talk a lot about how good they are or how bad they are or whatever else, but you can always tell with that little cat expression on his face when they've got things working, and he has today. They're back in turn two.
5: Earnhardt's picking up about 10 car lengths on Darrell Waltrip, and Waltrip still has his hands full trying to get by the lap car of Richard Benny. It's about another 10 car lengths back to where Derek Cope rides along, and about seven cars
3: behind him all stacked up in single file. 42 laps complete on the Haynes 500.
8: Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping you. Not a chair, creaky stand, or even engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make a lawn,
9: Mickey John, or that kitchen kitchenette on. Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping you. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com.
2: It's 3.2 seconds. That's the lead that Dale Earnhardt now enjoys over Daryl Waltrip as he tries to pull away. And Dale Earnhardt now is catching up with Dave Marcus, who qualified so very well, but basically from the get-go has dropped from his starting position of 13th all the way back towards the tail end of the field. Tough break there for Dave Marcus being posted now in 29th spot. Just joining us, we are 49 laps into the 500 laps here at the Hanes 500. Surprisingly, we have had four caution flags very quickly bunched together, but we've been green now for a significant period of time. One retiree, Michael Waltrip's Pennzoil Pontiac behind the wall with an engine problem, very much like the one we told you about from yesterday morning that forced them to change engines
3: before uh, today's activities. Today the car that is really having some trouble getting around this racetrack is Derek Cope right now. He had a great starting position here this afternoon. You heard us talk with him at the beginning of the show. He started fourth. He slid all the way back to about 11th right now. So he is really losing some ground. Labonte's working on him, trying to put him another notch a little bit further back, and Joe Moore, that car just not working in the corner at all.
5: It was just five laps ago. Derek was running third and being challenged for that spot by Brent Bodine. He got forced up to the outside lane and just never could get back in the groove. Once he did get some clear racing area and a chance to get back down to the bottom groove, then it seems like the car just won't work down low, so he continues falling back in the field, most recently back to about the 15th spot from third back to 15th, so obviously he's going the wrong way.
3: Dale Earnhardt continues to get around here. He's caught the tail end of the field and begins trouble, trouble in turn, in turn one. Two,
5: three or four cars get together. Davey Allison, Dale Jarrett, Hunt Strickland involved. Also the Dave Mater car uh, on the outside of the racetrack. Some of the cars getting by now. Ted Musgrave slips through. Also the Rick Mast car goes by. Dale Jarrett finally gets his car cranked back up and uh, fired up. The whole field going wide up here in turn number two trying to get by Derek Cope's car. He rolls down the banking here. That was a good battle going on back in the pack between Davey Allison and Hunt Strickland that had been going on for several laps. Finally, they all just came together here in turn number two.
2: Also a break for Jimmy Hensley, the local favorite. His car was close to being lapped, and that caution flag turns out to be a break for Jimmy. All the cars have pulled away, with the exception of Derek Cope, who's now uh, gotten the Later Chevrolet refired. Davey Allison's car being stopped on the racetrack. He will be put back into his correct position There was a question as to whether he did or uh, did not get back to the line in time to uh, get his position. He did not, so he'll uh, get back in line behind Elmo Langley, uh, ahead of race leader Dale Earnhardt.
9: With his own nicotine pouches.
2: We have 25 cars on the lead lap, including Dave Mader and Greg Sachs, who did not pit, so Mater will take them to the green this time as we go back under green flag conditions to turn one. Mater leaves Greg Sachs. Alan Kowicki's taking the third spot now. Morgan Shepard
5: up to fourth and fifth is Dick Trickle, all working some of the lap cars, holding that inside lane on the back straightaway.
3: Davey Allison is one of those lap cars, and so is Dale Jarrett as they work around the corner. Traffic getting a little bottled up off turn number four as they come down to the line, hauling it off back into turn number one. Dave Mater pulls him down there. The scrambles back at about fourth place. That's
5: three wide with Dale Jarrett down on the inside of Davey Allison. Dick Trickle in the outside lane. Finally, they sort it out coming off the corner. Jarrett holds it down low, going to the inside of Richard Penny. Now he falls back in line behind the SCP Pontiac.
2: Meanwhile, Alan Kowicki, he'll tiptoe his way to the outside of the Greg Sachs car, trying to chase down Dave Mater, the third, who did not pit while Kowicki did. Kowicki
5: holds the second spot. He's about to feel the heat from the challenge of Morgan Shepard. Shepard's running in the third spot, just now clearing the Greg Sachs car to the front four. All single foul going to
3: turn three. 65 laps are up on the scoreboard. The cars that are really scrambling are back in the middle of the pack. Darrell Waltrip is back there. Rusty Wallace, Brett Bodine having come off the pit road with some of the cars that beat him out a moment ago. Ernie Irvin's locked up in that battle, and that's where the dicing is really going on over in turn two.
5: Working some of that slower traffic. Darrell Waltrip right in the middle of it. Directly ahead is Rusty Wallace, and it's Brett Bodine, the STP Pontiac of Richard Petty, and Ted Musgrave. They're all battling a themselves
2: and Walton's trying to find a lane to open up so he can get by. Meanwhile Alan Kowicki has bypassed Dave Mater to take the lead on lap number 66. So it's Kowicki the leader. Now Morgan Shepard going to the outside of Mater, taking second. Mater is third. The lapped car of Sachs next in line ahead of Davey Allison's lapped car as others now get themselves into position and now we correct ourselves on the lead lap is Greg Sachs. Let me put him back uh, where he rightfully belongs. He is running in fourth spot right now on the racetrack at lap number 69.
3: Out of the corner this time, Kowicki really gets a bite going into the turn. That car not slipping and sliding at all like many that we're watching back in the pack. Dale Earnhardt right now is a car that is probably going through total frustration back there trying to find some running room. He is boxed in with about six or seven cars. Joe Moore all around him. He's got one
5: car right to the outside of him. That's Mark Martin and two cars stacked up double wide directly ahead. So Earnhardt does what only Earnhardt would do. Makes it three wide going to turn three. clear that traffic in a hurry.
2: He went to the inside of Ted Musgrave and left Mark Martin outside as Richard Petty spins off turn number four, hops the curbing, goes across the grass, does some agricultural racing, and heads back down the pit lane as we remain under green. Alan Kowicki is the leader. Earnhardt still marching his way towards the front again as he'll bypass Ricky Rudd in turn number three as we check in on pit road. Dave Marcus behind the wall. Dave, you had a good starting position today. What happened? Well,
7: at first there we took off pretty good and then uh, I thought I had a flat tire, I ran over something in that first wreck, we came in, caught that caution, got lucky on that, uh, went back out there now and we broke an axle on the right rear, so uh, we're having to take the rear gear out, get the broken piece out of the rear end, and put it back in, we'll go back out and finish. That's Dave Marcus
3: sitting behind the wall as they work on his Chevrolet. Dave Marcus out of it for the moment, but you heard him say he will be back as soon as they get the car repaired. 75 laps on the scoreboard. Alan Kowicki is the leader. He is across the line right now and he is ahead of Morgan Shepard by about 1 and 9 tenths seconds as they work back into turns 1 and 2.
5: Shepard has about the same distance over the third place car of Dave Maynard. Maynard's accompanied by the lap machine of Davey Allison, then comes along the Dick Trickle car. He's running fourth. Brett Bodine now in the fifth spot. He's separated from Trickle by two lap cars,
2: Dale Jarrett and Greg Sachs. Mater's doing a surprisingly good job at this point considering the pitch stops that others have made, whereas uh, his team chose to stay out there and get the points for leading a lap. A matter of fact, Mater led six laps from 60 through 66 before yielding, but now he'll yield to Davey Allison who is getting a lap down. He'll also yield to the Dick Trickle car being posted in the fourth position, and here comes Dale Jarrett also closing in to try and make
3: a move. Good scramble right there as they work back into turns one and two. They go in that corner, door-to-door, and usually you won't see that much door-to-door racing the first hundred laps here at Martinsville, but apparently the racetrack being cool today is not as slick as it normally is, so we're seeing them get with the program in a hurry. 74 laps are on the scoreboard as they work out of turns three and four. Again, watching those cars that were at the front of the pack early this afternoon try to break out of that traffic and get back up there. Namely, the two cars we're looking at will be Darrell Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt, still pretty well boxed in with a lot of traffic off turn two. But
5: they're hooked up, nose to tail, working the traffic. Earnhardt behind the Darryl. Aaron Waltrip car. Nernhardt's taking the same line through all the traffic that Waltrip is right now getting by the Greg Sachs car. Finally
2: clear, at least on the outside lane, as they come off turn four. Of course, it's still fairly early. Just 80 laps are complete in this 500 lap affair, and uh, we're continuing to watch their march back towards the front. Alan Kulwicki, though, he is working with basically clear sailing at this point. He has most of the traffic a half lap behind him, so he's got a good bit of uh, running room right now. He works around Jimmy Means and that's back into turn number one. A couple of cars now separating him from
5: Morgan Shepard, the Means car, and Richard Petty. Davey Allison starting to come to life a bit. Again, he's not on the lead lap, but he is chasing down the front runners. The heavy pack of traffic now just coming off turn two. A battle there between Earnhardt and Darrell Waltrip. Now Dale Earnhardt gets by Waltrip, so he picks up another spot.
3: I don't think you'll see these two race each other that hard. They've both been around this business long enough to know that at a track like Martinsville, particularly with less than 100 laps complete in the Hanes 500, they're not going to wrinkle up any sheet metal or do anything foolish. For the moment, they're just going to try and work one by one and get around the traffic and get as close to the front and stay on that lead lap as they can. We've got trouble in turn one.
5: Dale Jarrett spins around in front of a heavy pack of traffic, barely getting by is Brent Modine, the fourth place car and Ernie Irvin, the fifth place machine. Some damage to the right side of Jarrett's car but he
2: is able to fire it up and drive it away. So we remain under green here on lap number 86. Dale Jarrett's car is slower than he'd like but still working his way up the back straightaway. We stay under green. Whoa, trouble
5: trouble trouble in turn Oh, Ricky Rudd spins around coming into the corner, little push from Ken Schrader it looked like, Rudd sitting up head first into the outside retaining wall trying to refire the Tide Chevrolet
3: and this will bring out the yellow flag Ricky can't get the car to move, now it's beginning to coast down out of the banking as the whole field pulls down underneath him at the bottom of the racetrack and caution is on the speedway and it will be the sixth one this afternoon Pace car about to pull behind the pit wall, we're about to go back to green flag racing, Alan Kulwicki is the leader, Morgan Shepard is second as they work back into turn number one
5: a lot of lap cars down on the inside of the racetrack. Wally Dollenbach leading that line. Greg Sachs also there with him and Jimmy Hensley along that line. Here's Kowicki getting by that lap traffic line down on the inside of the racetrack. Morgan Shepard follows him
2: there, as does Davey Allison. Dollenbach's car kind of broke loose off turn number two, and that held up some of the teams behind him. Jimmy Means also goes high in turns three and four to allow many to go by. The hood is still up on Dale Jarrett's car, the Interstate Batteries car being serviced on the back pit lane. 94 laps on the board. Alan Kowicki average speed 67.208 miles an hour as he works towards the
3: 100 lap mark. Heading back down into the corner now. Davey Allison is the third car in line, but Davey is running back in about 25th position. He is a lap down. Dick Trickle will be the third place car. Fourth right now should be Brett Bodine. Riding fifth would be Ernie Irvin. Sixth is Rusty Wallace. Seventh is where Dale Earnhardt rides right now. Eighth. Looks like Greg Sachs in ninth is Darrell Waltrip. And from ninth position on back, that's where the real trouble out of turn number four. Morgan she- not Morgan Shepard. I want to keep on put Morgan in Bud Moore's car. Spinning, Jeff Bodine comes out of the corner the field will go on by and it looks like this race could remain under green as he gets the car fired and takes it back into the corner so Jeff Bodine who was having a pretty good run spins it and this race will stay under green we'll see if he comes on a pit road in just a moment he was running what 11th
2: yes he was 11th place at the time of the spin and Jeff Bodine has the motorcraft Ford on the back straight away now he seems to be up to a pretty full racing song right now and this has been one of those tracks that has always been a Jeff Bodine favorite doesn't matter what they were running the old late model sportsman division the modified Winston Cup cars, whatever. It's always been a good track for Jeff Bodine. Some problems for Jimmy Hensley as the Trop Arctic Ford slows on the back straightaway. The new driver for the Cale Yarborough Motorsports team will bring the car into the attention of Bob Johnson. You know, it's interesting. In three years, Jimmy Hensley is now the eighth different driver to drive for Cale Yarborough. Some of the names I had forgotten as we looked them up here this morning, but uh, hopefully this will turn out to be a, a good situation for Jimmy. but a A lot of work on the car, Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly both looking on. They're going to work on the right side of Jimmy Hensley's car. Right side tire apparently cut down
9: as he's off and away. Damage minimal to the right front end on the Jeff Bodine car and the Bud Moore crew is electing to leave him out on the racetrack.
3: Bud Moore and the crew anxiously watching as that spin occurred coming out of the corner just a moment ago, but for the moment it seems that Jeff Bodine has not done any damage to the car that would hurt it. He's running full race speed, Joe Moore, as he works back into one and two.
5: Car's looking good, still hooked up quite well, into the corner. Again, some cosmetic damage to the car, but it does not appear to be hurting
2: the movement. 101 laps on the board. Alan Kulwicki had a four-second lead before the caution came back on lap 87 when Ricky Rudd spun, and right now he's trying to pull away and add to that lead again. Dick Trickle, remember we told you a little while ago that his car hadn't been working all that well. A couple of quick repairs on the pit lane, and now he's running up in the third spot, and of course, short track racing is Dick Trickle's cup of tea. My style
7: in uh, instead of whatever seems to fit folks real well uh, but with this team you know I think the bigger the track the more car you got to have and, you know with the uh, Ceboa's
8: uh, number 8 Ford I do have a better horse and stuff so the Speedways I think
2: our first win could come at any track it don't have to be a short track Dick that we're not at Wilkesboro, where that Martinsville he said, "Oh yeah," he said, "but I like this racetrack too," and uh, he's looking forward to running well here. But he also cautioned us that I'm really tough on the brake pedal, so that's a big, big problem for me. that hopefully, the problem won't show up here this afternoon.
3: If he has a brake problem, it'll be awfully hard to come up with a top five finish if he uses the brakes up, which you can do real easy at this speedway. 104 laps are on the board. The overcast skies are getting a little bit heavier here as the summer buildups began to occur. The spring buildups here in the mountains around. Uh, of Northwest Virginia, but for the moment we've been in pretty good shape. It is cool all day long and let's hope the rain will stay away. Now here comes the Budmore Motorcraft Ford into the pits. Jeff Bodine will bring the car down. Let's follow his stop.
9: Jeff pulls into the pit and they're going to go up underneath the hood on the motorcraft Ford. The bumper is bowed out on the car on the right front. We talked with Donnie Wingo, the crew chief, and he said Bodine and Jimmy Hensley got together on the racetrack, which caused the Jimmy Hensley car to cut a right front tire eventually. That's why they came in they are working up underneath the hood on the Budmore prepared car. The wind in that is down. They don't know exactly what the problem is. Donnie Wingo has stuck his head in and is talking with Jeff Bodine. A lot of shrugged shoulders down here trying to determine
3: exactly what the problem is. Well, it's a tough break for Budmore and the team. They really need a good run and a good finish and they thought they could have one here this afternoon and right now all they're doing is trying to get the car back out there as they're going laps down every time Alan Kowicki comes by the start finish line. 107 are on the scoreboard for Alan Kowicki It's a piece of cake right now. He's almost straight away ahead of the rest of the field, the rest of the field being Morgan Shepard, who had dropped back there just a little bit a moment ago. Morgan's had his hands full all of a sudden. Joe Morris, he works through the corners. That car not sticking like it did a little bit earlier, and Dick Trickle might have the notions of taking that spot away from him here shortly.
5: Yeah, Dick is noticing that coming through the turn. He's been kind of measuring his distance, where he can get hooked up on the inside of the racetrack or the outside. It looks like he's planning to make a move also in that pack of traffic, there Ernie Irvin car. He's now
2: up to the fourth position and he's staying right up with those two as they again exit turn four. Meanwhile, Jeff Bodine's car has gone behind the wall to join Michael Waltrip, Dave Marcus, and Derek Cope's cars with, I'm sure, hopes to get whatever ails the Motorcraft Ford repaired and back on the racetrack. It is a three-second lead for Alan Kulwicki now over that second-place battle of Morgan Shepard and Dick Trickle. A couple of veteran Wiley short trackers at heart. Morgan Shepard and Dick Trickle battling now with Ernie Irvin closing in from the rear as well.
5: Shepard comes in a turn Turn one this time to the inside of the track. Trickle for a moment. Aimed the nose of his car to the outside. Now he'll look down low. A bit of contact. Halfway down the back straightaway. Trickle tries to get the inside groove, but can he do it?
3: He's got a fender alongside as they get into three and four. Trickle hangs it in there. Punches the throttle out of turn number four. Door to door. They'll go back to turn number one.
5: Again, Dick Trickle down on the inside lane of the Snickers Ford. On the outside, Morgan Shepard, the sit go Ford. Trickle gets the good bite off
2: the corner. Opens the lane. Here comes Ernie Irvin. He, too, gets by Morgan Shepard in turn three. And there's a flat left. rear tire on Kyle Petty. The tire just goes flat. We saw smoke coming from behind the car and I was looking through the binoculars. He was running 11th and it turns out it was the body of the car rubbing on the asphalt as the left rear tire went down and he's into the attention of the mellow yellow crew while at the same time Dale Jarrett has taken the interstate batteries machine behind the wall.
3: Alan Kawicki is still the leader. Dick Trickle rides second and hanging on to third right now is Ernie Irving
2: back at Martinsville. 123 laps on the board. Alan Kulwicki continues to lead the Haynes 500. He took the lead on lap number 66 after passing Dave Mater the third. We told you a short while ago that Kyle Petty that cut down the left rear tire, he did lose a lap during that pit stop. He is running in 24th position. Those of you who keep up with Kyle's fortunes, we wanted to update you on that. Dale Earnhardt continuing to lead the True Value Hard Charger competition. That's where points go to the drivers in positions one through five all afternoon long. He and Daryl Waltrip, Alan Kowicki, Brett Bodine, and Morgan Shepard currently the top five in the True Value competition. We'll
3: update you on that as our afternoon continues. The advantage right now for Alan Kowicki is five and three-tenths seconds, but he's going to have a problem here in just a moment. He's going to catch the tail end of the field or about the middle of the pack, really. first car he'll run up on will be Kyle Petty, and as he works back into one and two, Joe Moore has got a lot of traffic to negotiate, and there's some pretty good cars back there. He's about to put a lap down.
5: Yeah, believe it or not, Tail end of the field is Harry Gant, Rick Masters back there. He'll also have to deal with Hunt Strickland as he closes in on those cars
2: up at turn three. They work back up into the corner. Everybody holding their positions right now, just ahead of Alan Kulwicki and Kyle Petty. Ted Musgrave's car threatening to kick out as he came off the corner, but he reeled that one back in. Average speed, 69.855 miles an hour. We are showing at this point, lap 127, 21 cars, now 20 cars on the lead lap. Uh, Correct myself, we did have 21 until Jeff Bodine pulled behind the wall at that exact moment. So 20 cars on the lead lap right now at lap number 128. Dale Earnhardt, who has been the leader earlier today, led the first 60 of the 120 laps run to this point. Alan Kowicki has run uh, the lead, as has Dave Mater third.
3: Harry Gantt is within about two and one-tenths of a second of going a lap down to the leader Alan Kowicki, if he can get up there. But he's got some cars, that he's got to work his way around. As we said, Kyle Petty is one of those, and Ted Musgrave and Rick Mast is the other. From there on, once he gets around those three, he'll be working on Harry Gant and Hutch Strickland.
2: And Rusty Wallace has a good feeling right now as he closes in on the fifth place runner Morgan Shepard. Dave Marcus is back on the racetrack. He is 78 laps down in 31st spot. And Alan Kowicki has caught all that traffic you were
3: telling the folks about Barney. Well he's caught. He's moving around Dave Marcus who is as you said is back on the racetrack right now. He will get around Marcus. The next car he'll catch will be Kyle Petty and he's within about what? Eight or nine car lengths. Joe Moore now chasing down Harry Gant.
5: He's closing in on Kyle Petty. Kyle then Hut Strickland then the Harry Gant car. Kowicki takes it outside lane, trying to get by Kyle, but Kyle is running almost as fast as Allen is as he's trying to pick his way back to the field. Nearly a major problem in turn two. Dick Trickle's car broke loose coming into the turn. He collected Rick Mast, spun Mast completely around. Trickle was able to continue, and now Mast fires his car and drives
3: away. Rick Mast will head down the back straightaway. Dick Trickle continues to go on around the racetrack. Looked like he had a problem again up in three and four, but now he is back up to racing speed, and this race will remain under green. 140 seven laps are complete. Alan Kowicki is the leader. Dick Trickle, who had been running second, will now drop back in the running order. That'll move Ernie Irvin up a notch. And then also, uh, Trickle looks like now they're being posted back in third place. Brett Bodine will ride fourth, and rounding out the top five is Rusty Wallace.
2: Michael Waltrip returning. The Pennzoil Pontiac went behind the wall earlier. He is now 126 laps down in 32nd position. Dick Trickle finally gets back in line in fourth spot in the Snickers Ford. Running well again. He is just ahead of Rusty Wallace in fifth, Mark Martin in sixth, and Dale Earnhardt running seventh. Morgan Shepard now dropping back to eighth. Dave Mader is ninth, Sterling Marlin tenth, Terry Labonte is eleventh, with Daryl Waltrip running in the twelfth spot. Thirteenth is Greg Sachs, ahead of Bill Elliott, fourteenth, and Kenny Schrader, fifteenth. Winston Kelly just mentioned our grand marshal for the weekend, Boomer Esiason, quarterback late of the Maryland Terrapins, now with the Cincinnati Bengals of the NFL, and he's joining us here in the booth, and uh, Great to have you with us at the Hanes 500. This is quite a spectacle, isn't it?
4: Oh, this is unbelievable. I'll tell you, the, these guys really know how to run these race cars around this track. This is almost like a bunch of Reggie Whites coming after me in the pocket. <laughs> I bet it is.
2: <laughs> There's a healthy respect, isn't there,
4: among athletes uh, from one sport to another? Oh, without question, especially us for these race car drivers, because we know that they take their lives in their hands every time they come out here. And, you know, especially in a short track like this, when they're bumping and grinding along the along the walls, I mean, you got to realize that you're right there in the middle of it, and I'll tell you, as a football player, I really admire the courage that these guys are showing.
3: Remember, have you been surprised that somebody like Joe Gibbs would buy a race team and get involved in this business?
4: Well, I'll be honest with you. It's the first time I've ever really been this close to uh, NASCAR racing, uh, being in the pits this uh, this morning. And, I, you know, it's infectious. And you can see because as football players, you know, we love the, the rumble and the, the the excitement that that brings. And then to be around there when these engines crank up, well, I'll tell you, that really gets your blood flowing. You ever get the itch to get out there like in Talladega <laughs> next week, 200 miles an hour? Hour. there's there's a rush for you i was talking to dale Jarrett. i said no, no way this is not for me i, I like the comfort in the uh, uh and the uh, home feeling of the pocket when i'm uh, dropping back to pass you know the folks from haynes for whom uh, you are the grand marshal they
2: have been a, a major sponsor here at martinsville and we're seeing more of those types of companies
4: more so than the the car parts and, and so on uh, getting involved in nascar racing well when you see a crowd like this that comes out here and supports nascar like they do and and you look in the stands you want you you want people that uh, are wearing your product, and and these are Haynes type people, just like I am. You know, they're, they, you know, they shop at uh, the American stores, they buy the American products, and uh, they support their NASCAR. And I'll tell you something. Uh, they're just like football fans. Uh, you know, they love the excitement. They're there. They're tailgating. They're partying. They're having a good time. And uh, what, what a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon. We're chatting with Boomer and If you're just tuning
2: in, a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, the Grand Marshal here this weekend at the Hanes 500. We are 157 laps complete of the 500. Alan Kowicki continues to pace the field with Ernie Irvin now being shown in the second spot. He is almost a full half lap down. Third belongs to Brett Bodine. Dick Trickle is in fourth, Rusty Wallace running fifth, Mark Martin sixth, and Dale Earnhardt in the seventh spot. This being NFL draft day, I can't let you go by without a little football talk. Obviously, last year was not a a sparkling year at at Riverfront, but a new coach, uh, a lot of changes roster-wise, and draft day today. What do you think uh, for 92?
4: Well, I got the surprise of my life. We might even have a new quarterback. It seems like our team has drafted David Klingler of the Houston Cougars. (laughs) So, you know, I, I just hope he can rush the passer because, you know, that's where we've been real deficient in in the, in the last couple of years, but you know maybe they have something else in mind.
2: How about a, a young coach like David Shula? That's uh,
4: we've not seen that scenario
2: since John Madden with the old Oakland Raiders.
4: A guy that young. Well, you know he is young by age, but uh, not by football standards. You got to remember, obviously he's uh, been in the footsteps of the legendary Don Shula, his dad. So he's been around professional football all his life. So he's been at all levels, and and I know that he's going to bring a youthful enthusiasm to our football
3: team, and uh, that's exactly what we need. Did you when you? down to the pits earlier today. I know you had a chance to meet some of the drivers. You see any of those crewmen down there with the bills on them that might make some good linebackers for oh, your team? Well, I'll
4: tell you what, man. Those guys know how to eat now. They're like Benny Parsons, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of linebackers,
2: Les Richter, right next door here, one of the uh, all-time greats in uh, both pro and uh, collegiate football. We just decided to import a linebacker to make you feel at home here well, this weekend.
4: Well, I'll tell you what. You know, it's all like we're all a little bit of cousins. You got Jerry Glanville racing now. You got Joe Gibbs into racing. Walter Payton's into racing. So why not me? Huh? See where Mark Rippon was talking in the paper the
2: last few days about maybe uh, purchasing a team uh, maybe
4: you'll be next <laughs> i can understand why i'm telling you it's just so exciting it's it's amazing just to watch these cars reach these speeds and although you know we're at a short track and it's not the daytonas the talladegas i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of strategy going on there's a lot of bumping and grinding the excitement uh, is tremendous
2: well boomer it's great to see you here and uh, anytime you get the urge to visit please do don't be a stranger to the to the nascar scene and best of luck to the bengals this year thank you very much good to see you boomer Iason, quarterback for the cincinnati bengals and uh, Tell you, I was telling you, I guess, one of the broadcasts not all that long ago where you talked earlier, I was surprised how much some of the NFL guys knew about NASCAR racing. They just weren't
3: casual fans. No, just about everybody that we've ever had visit our booth pretty well knew who most of the drivers, at least the top drivers were, and pretty well what makes the sport tick and everything else. And I think we're going to see more and more uh, involvement in it, probably from the NFL. Joe Gibbs, is, I think, maybe is just the tip of the iceberg as far as other people getting involved in this sport uh, in the next probably couple of years
2: to Martinsville with Barney Hall. I'm Eli Gold. Joe Moore covering the turns. Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly are on pit road. Our chief engineer is Harry Howard on-site engineering from Vince Marzello and Clay Stalka back with us at the racetrack. Alan Kowicki continues to lead. We have had seven caution flags today. Average speed 74.334 miles an hour. And now with the green flag flying, we're back racing again with Kowicki leading out of turn number two. Bill Elliott at the inside of the racetrack. The first of the cars trying to get back on the lead lap. Unable to
5: do it. Kowicki clears that car. Now here comes second place. Ernie Irvin getting by Elliott in
3: turn three. And the scramble's going to be back there for third place. Brett Bodine has it for the moment. Dale Earnhardt is fourth. He takes a look to the outside. Nothing doing. He may try to sneak inside in turn one. That, here he goes.
5: That's where he is to the inside of the track. Brett Bodine left in his smoke in the outside lane. Almost losing another spot to Darrell Waltrip. But Brett brought the Ford down in time.
2: Meanwhile, Ricky Rudd has taken the tight Chevrolet behind the wall. Problems on that automobile. We'll d- discuss those again in just a moment. Lap 187. Ernie Irvin is there trying to wrestle the lead from Kowicki. For a moment he had the Chevrolet down to the inside of the track. Wasn't able to make the move coming into turn one. He'll try again off
5: turn two. Irvin peeks down to the inside of the track but Alan Kowicki holds him off.
3: Kowicki is just too strong getting in the corner, in the middle of the corner and coming out of the turn. This time Irvin gets a fender alongside. It's going to be a drag race down the front stretch into turn number one. If Ernie can hang in there he's got a shot.
5: This is the Battle of Fan's to see Ford versus Chevrolet and it's on in turn number two. Irvin is there to the inside of Alan Kowicki trying to pull even halfway down the back straightaway. Kowicki
2: again holds him off and hangs on to the lead. Ernie trying to show his Kodak colors here as they come out of turn number four back to the stripe lap 189. Kowicki holds off that challenge by Ernie Irvin one more time. They're back in turn one. This time Irvin falls into the tire tracks of Kowicki but he peeks again to
5: the inside coming off turn two looking back he sees Dale Earnhardt beginning to close in now
3: from the third spot as the leaders race into three. I think Dale Earnhardt's just going to sit right where he is and watch this battle go on for the lead because as hard as they're running in and out of the corners and through the middle, they're both going to use up some tires and use up the car a little bit and Dale might not have too much trouble taking over the lead himself a little bit later. They swing back into turns one and two. Klawicki shuts the door again, this time on Ernie Irvin. Ernie will drop back one car length. Dale Earnhardt is about five car lengths behind all that's going on. The next car in line is the lap machine of Bill Elliott riding in fourth right now. That is still Brett Bonai and Daryl Waltrip's up to fifth. They're all back in turn one.
5: Everybody single file once again into the turn. Irvin Peeks just throw a moment down to the inside of Kowicki. Thinks better of it. They'll all go
2: single file this time down the back straightaway and into turn three. Just looking up at our numbers here, Barney, and again, I had to double and triple check, but this would be the first time all year that Ernie er- Ernie Irvin would lead a lap if he is able to get around Alan Kowicki here. All season long, he has been struggling trying to get that car up to the point, and should he bypass Kowicki, it would be the first time all year. The Kodak Chevrolet has led a Winston Cup race. They're on lap 192 of 500 laps here at Martinsville, back off the number four corner of the stripe. The thing is, Joe Moore, the front two, while they're battling for the lead, they're also pulling away from third place on back. Well, the first, or the last three or four laps, they've kind of settled in following the tire tracks of one another, going single
5: file. So not that much battling that has allowed them to move away. They've picked up about eight car links now on Dale Earnhardt. He's got about five car links and another lap car separating him from the third place car, make that the fourth place car of Brett Bodine.
3: Best scramble on the racetrack will be from Brett Bodine on back. Daryl Waltrip is the next car in line. He could take o- over a position if he can get around Brett. Right behind him is Mark Martin, and that car is working 100% better than it did earlier this afternoon. Dick Trickle rides right behind Mark Martin. Then it's a little ways back to Morgan Shepard as they all work out of turns three and four and back into turn one.
5: Alan Kowicki leads the way, still with Irvin staying with him. And Irvin even is starting to fall off the rear deck of Kowicki a bit. Now about a car length back. Dale Earnhardt still about making ten car lengths now behind the front two machines. They go down the back straightaway. Only side-by-side racing well back in the pack. Kenny Schrader to the outside of Harry Gantt. Gantt trying to regain a little bit after losing a lap earlier. He will now pass Kenny Schrader up in turn
2: number four. Eleven cars remaining on the lead lap at lap 196. But one of those cars, as we told you a short while ago, is Ricky Rudd, who was on the lead lap, but now is in the garage area. Jim Phillips, any update? Ricky Rudd is on jack stands. What's the problem?
7: looks like we burn up a gear. I'm not really sure. I got spun out earlier. Uh, I don't know, Bill Elliott, I don't know where he's headed. He couldn't get stopped a while ago and it turned us around. And I'm not sure, but it, when it did it, it knocked one of the rear end coolers off and uh, burned a rear end gear up. They're going to
1: replace this rear end gear, and he will get back in the race.
3: Right now, Bill Elliott is being shown back at about 17th position after a very disappointing run a couple of weeks ago over at their home track of car owner Junior Johnson. Had a chance to talk with Tim Brewer a little bit about that uh, this week, had they found the problem on the car for their short track efforts. and. He says, well, you know, Bill has been a great driver on super speedways over the years, and he has a little different philosophy of the way he races than we did when he came up to juniors, but they're working on it right now.
7: Well, yeah, but his expertise, Barney, so to speak, is speedway racing. He's always trained himself to go down the corner, float the car in, don't turn the steering wheel hard and bind the car up and abuse the tires. And, and that's a very good driving style on a speedway but when you come to these bull rings you got to slide the car you got to stab the brake pedal you got to be like a bull in a China shop so to speak kind of like junior used to be and it's one of those scenarios you know we're not going to try to break Bill from from his technique of driving we're just going to try to you know maybe adapt some things to him and, and let him you know draw his own evaluation from them.
3: Tim Brewer says they will get their short track program worked out, and I'm sure they will. You
2: know, it's interesting, though, of the 38 career wins for Bill Elliott, to further reinforce what Tim was just saying, of his 38 wins, only two have come on the short tracks, and one was this year at Richmond uh, when he and Kulwicki battled for that uh, inches apart victory back in February, early March.
3: Well, if you really take care of a race car, and if you'll notice back over the years, very seldom you see Bill Elliott wrinkle up a car, and at a place like Martinsville, you got to get in there and beat and bang and shove and whatever, and he'll usually try to conserve the car, much like Derek does and to have something left at the end. Brewer told me yesterday we are talking about brakes, how important they were. He said, I can't get Bill to run hard enough in the corners to burn those brakes down a lot of times. He said, he says well, you know, I'm not used to doing that, so it's going to take a while before they kind of get things worked out, but they'll win some short track races. There's no doubt in my mind uh, if he stays up at juniors, which right now the plan is to be there for quite a while. Showing 203 laps on the scoreboard, Alan Kowicki very much in command here this afternoon of the Hanes 500 at the Martinsville Speedway. The overcast skies continue to hang around with us a couple of times. Open up and we had a little sunshine here.
2: 210 laps now 211 on the board as Alan Kowicki and Ernie Irvin come across the stripe to post yet another lap. We were just talking about Ernie Irvin who would love to lead a lap here this first of the year. He's not had a, a finish better than 11th all season long. That was at Rockingham. Barney was pointing it out to me during the commercial break and we uh, verified the numbers and that's exactly right. They haven't had a top 10 all season. and That's a surprise as good as that team is.
3: It really is and It's been very disappointing for them, and it's not because they're not working and everything else. They're kind of like a lot of teams that we talked about, like Michael Waltrip and some of the other guys that have just had more than their share of bad luck, got caught up in a couple of wrecks, and then they had the problem at Atlanta a few weeks ago and went in the Bush race. Uh, He broke the collarbone and had to get out of the car. But they'll get it turned back around. There's just too much talent on that team uh, with Tony Glover, and Larry McClure certainly uh, has the parts and pieces, everything at his disposal to put a winning car out there. I don't think there's a more determined car owner in this business to have success.
2: Let's take a look at the rundown here on lap 213 as the field continues under green and the lead cars beginning to capture some race and lap traffic right now. Alan Kulwicki is the leader Ernie Irvin second. Earnhardt is third Brett Bodine fourth. Darrell Waltrip is fifth. Sixth is Mark Martin Dick Trickle running in seventh. Morgan Shepard is eighth. Terry Labani keeping that streak of top tens alive. He is running in ninth right now. Tenth is Kenny Schrader. Eleventh is Sterling Marlin. Those 11 cars are on the lead lap. One lap down in 12th, Davey Allison. 13th is Harry Gantt. 14th, Greg Sachs. 15th is Hutch Strickland. And running in 16th is Ted Musgrave. Two laps down, 17th is Bill Elliott. 18th, Rick Mast. 19th, Wally Dallenbach. 20th is Dave Mater. And 21st is Bobby Hamilton. Four laps down and 22nd is Richard Petty. Five laps down and 23rd is Kyle Petty. Also five laps down, running in 24th position is Jimmy Hensley seven laps down in 25th position is jimmy means other cars running but a gross number of laps down 60 laps down for Derek cope 80 laps down for dave marcus 128 laps down for michael waltrip meanwhile behind the wall are jeff bodine dale jarrett ricky rudd and rusty wallace at lap 217
3: Well, we've been at least caution-free for the last several laps here at Martinsville. It started out like it was going to be a day where we'd have a record number of cautions. If you just joined our broadcast, we had seven in a hurry. The first one came out on lap number two when Richard Petty uh, got spun out up in turns three and four. Second one came out at lap number six. Had three cars involved in that. Jimmy Hensley and Ricky Rudd, the primary two, getting kind of tangled up and spinning up in turn number three. A third caution came out on uh, about lap number 12. So we had three in a hurry. Greg Sachs spun in the number one corner. Michael Walker lost an engine. Brought the caution out at lap number 22. And our fifth one came out at lap 58 involving uh, Davey Allison and Derek Cope and Dale Jarrett a six caution at lap 87 when Ricky Rudd spun down in turn number one and Kyle Petty and Rusty Wallace having some problems a little bit earlier to put us back under caution at lap 179. But uh, for the last several laps, we've been in pretty good shape. Closest battle
2: on the racetrack among the top five now is coming out of turn number four where Brett Bodine has a couple three-car lengths on the fifth-place runner Darrell Waltrip. Otherwise, the top four positions are pretty well spaced out around the racetrack at this juncture, lap 220. Alan Kulwicki now being caught by Ernie Irvin, and that becomes the closest battle on the track as working heavy race traffic around Richard Petty and Dave Mater. Irvin has caught Kulwicki again. Kulwicki's having to work on another bunch of lap cars directly
5: ahead in the form of Bobby Hamilton and Rick Mast there. Kulwicki follows Hamilton to the outside of Rick Mast up in turn three, and Ernie Irvin now will take the chance to dive down low and try to pull even with
3: Kulwicki. He gets a fender alongside as they come out of the corner. Both have a lap car directly ahead trying to work traffic and for the moment Ernie Irvin says no I'm not going to do that I'm not going to get caught down the bottom of this racetrack and lose all this ground so he will tuck back in single file and Alan Kowicki will keep the lead by some two or three car lengths. We're talking about Bill Elliott just a moment ago and his short traffic efforts uh, over the recent years. I think Jim Phillips has wandered up toward the pits where Tim Brewer and the Budweiser team are located. We might get a report there Jim.
1: We are standing behind inside Tim Brewer. Another typical Martinsville day today, Tim.
7: Well, you know, it's not that bad.
1: want to say hello to back home I understand.
7: Oh yeah we got a guy back at the shop that he's really the backbone of the machine shop there Eddie Garwood he's kind of been leaning on one hip to protect the other one well he went in and had one reconstructed now this Tuesday he's going in and have the other one reconstructed we just want to wish him all the best because he is the backbone of the machine shop there he and Ed German we just want to wish him all the best. Brewer knows how to engineer a car here at Martinsville. Jeff 09 won them both in the 1990.
1: So uh, the setup was fast. They just had some bad luck this
3: afternoon. Hey, I wouldn't really count them out now. Just being a lap down here and coming up on the halfway point, they've got plenty of time to get back in this thing.
2: Anything can happen at Martinsville. And usually does, you might add. 237 laps complete here at Martinsville. We near the halfway point, And here comes the Interstate Batteries Chevrolet back from the garage. Dale Jarrett back 139 laps down but running nevertheless, and he is in 32nd position. Alan Kowicki continues to lead the Hanes 500. Can't quite get rid of Ernie Irvin, who is running right there behind him, but Kowicki is working that traffic so very well as he closes in on Hutch Strickland right now with Ernie Irvin running about four or five car lengths behind.
3: 240 laps are complete in the Hanes 500. Talking about Ernie Irvin, he's having a pretty good run here this afternoon. Let's see if we can get a word from his pit.
9: Just sitting here on the wall watching Ernie Irvin go around. Tony, Ernie seems to back off just a bit. Is that by design? Is he just kind of letting the tires go? Or is Alan pulling away from him? No, they're really really running about the same speed right now.
0: You know, he's about six or seven tenths ahead of us, and we don't seem to be able to outrun him, so we're just going to sit here and save our brakes and save our car. You know, hopefully we
9: got something left for the end of the race. Does it ever consist? you this early in the race when he tries to dive up underneath Allen as he did a few times in race traffic. Would you rather him back off like this? Well, uh, to be honest with you, once the race starts and
0: he gets out there, he's going to do pretty much what he pleases anyway. So, what if there
9: was him. Have a good time. Tony Glover, crew chief on the Kodak Film
3: Chevrolet, currently running in second position. And we're watching a pit stop in the back pits right now. Jimmy Means brings his car into the pits. In fact, he might be taking it back behind the wall uh, in fact, I think he did. He drove the car back behind the pit wall, and now Wally Dollenbach Jr. slows down also through turns one and two. Just saw a little flash of flame
2: look to be in the right front wheel hub area of Wally Dollenbach's car. Might just, might be a, a braking problem. The car is coming to a halt on the back pit area, and just saw a little little flash of flame, and now I can see just a little smoke coming out of the right and left front uh, wheel hub area. The crew hustles over, and Looks as though Wally has stopped in one of the other team pits. He's stopped in the Hutch-Strickland pit area right now as smoke begins to billow from underneath the hood of the Keystone machine.
3: And we see a lot of uh, team members around that car. They're pushing it back right now. We can get a report from over there in just a fo- few moments. He was running 21st, being shown three laps down, but he's got some problems on the car for the moment. 245 laps are on the board, five laps away from the halfway point here this afternoon in the Haynes 500 at Martinsville. The weather's looking a whole lot better. As we said, we started under overcast skies. The buildups for the Thunder Boomers, as they call them in this part of the world, was pretty severe early this afternoon. But right now, I think we may be able to go the entire distance here without a stray shower coming by and uh, kind of interrupting the event as it goes on. 2.46 on the scoreboard. So far, nobody has been able to do anything with Alan Kowicki. The interval shortens a little bit, and again, Joe Moore, as the leader works out of turn number two, there is a big pack of traffic directly ahead that he's going to have to negotiate here very shortly.
5: Practically the whole field directly ahead as Kowicki closes in on him up in turn number three. Ernie Irvin less than a car length behind Kowicki, and obviously he sees that heavy line of traffic directly ahead. Down the start-finish line, Kowicki will close in first on Dale Jarrett. Ahead of Jarrett by about four more car lengths. A threesome. Morgan Shepherd there along with Jimmy Hensley and the Dave Marcus car. Kowicki is kind of cool on his heels for now, knowing that Irvin is less than a car length behind him in turn number three.
2: And also, we've got Rusty Wallace, or excuse me, Dale Earnhardt. Correct myself. Rusty is out of the event right now, but Dale Earnhardt, two and three tenths seconds behind the race leaders. But we are one lap shy of halfway right now. Kowicki is on the backstretch.
5: Alan Kowicki leading the way, closing in on Dale. Jarrett. he will take it back into turn three.
2: Ernie Irvin is there and looking to the inside up in turn four. But with a lot of race traffic occupying the running grooves in and around, the leader, Alan Kowicki, leads it halfway.
3: Let's go to the pits.
2: Paul Andrews, crew chief on the Hooters for Thunderbird. Paul,
9: $10,000 richer. Congratulations from Gillette. that money too. This is about as consistent for as long a period of time in terms of three or four or five races that you guys have been in a long time. Have you done anything different in the shop to get this consistency? No, nothing, nothing, nothing really different. You know, it's been the same
7: thing. We're trying to get the cars early. Okay, no the car's really been
9: good this game. We're really working hard on that yesterday to get everything working good. changes the two-tire change can you tell a difference on the stopwatch
7: yeah there's really no difference uh, on the stopwatch with the two tires we're, we're real glad we done that we'll same, we'll get
9: opportunity to do it again. that's paul andrews the crew chief on the hooters ford thunderbird and if they're very strong on two tires that may be the trick later on in the race if there is a caution flag as they're pitted the furthest pit down towards turn number four so they can be the first car in and out quickly.
3: And there were several teams that had discussed that option earlier this morning, that they might make a pit stop if it stayed cool and just change two tires, at least run one segment of the race on a couple of tire changes, and see what it did to the car. And the other, several other teams were saying, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to wait and see if it works or not. So that might be something to follow up on a little bit later in the race versus a two-tire change or a four-tire change. 255 laps are on the board. Alan Kowicki still very much in command here this afternoon. Ernie Irvin will ride second. Third is Dale Earnhardt. Fourth continues to be Brett Bodine fifth place will be Dick Trickle. He's had a challenge there a moment ago as Darrell Waltrip's getting a little bit closer to him as they work down to turns one and two.
5: Trickle right by himself racing down into the corner with Darrell Waltrip. About a car length and a half back. Trickle also looking directly ahead. The Brett Bodine car sitting in front of him. That'll be the fourth place machine. They all run single file. This time back
2: through turns three and four. So a good battle shaping up there. Ricky Rudd is back on the racetrack. 71 laps down in 27th spot. And as he comes back, Jimmy Means has retired his car for the day. Engine problems on the number 52, Pontiac. Alan Kowicki has led nearly 200 of the 267 laps here this afternoon. Seven caution flags thus far for 34 laps. The average speed 76.892 miles an hour as we welcome you back to the Martinsville Speedway. Kulwicki ahead of Ernie Irvin, Dale Earnhardt, Brett Bodine, and Dick Trickle. That's the top five. Sixth is Darrell Waltrip, Mark Martin seventh. Eighth is Terry Labonte. Ninth, Sterling Marlin, and tenth, Ken Schrader. Those ten cars on the lead lap. A lap down in 11th, Morgan Shepard. 12th, Davey Allison. Harry Gant is 13th. Two laps down in 14th is Ted Musgrave. And 15th is Hutch Strickland. 16th, Greg Sack. 17th is Bill Elliott. Three laps down in 18th was the Bobby Hamilton car at last report ahead of Dave Mater and Rick Mast. Five laps down in 21st, Kyle Petty. 22nd is Richard Petty. Seven laps down in 23rd is Jimmy Hensley. And other cars are either uh, already out of the event or many, many, many laps down. And one of those out of the event, Wally Dallenbach Jr. Let's get a quick update.
1: We're behind the wall with Wally
9: Dallenbach. Wally, what's the problem? Well, we uh, were leaking a little bit of brake fluid out of the right front caliper, and eventually
1: it all leaked out, so we lost our brakes replacing the right front brake caliper. He is
3: going to try to get back in the race this afternoon. Can't believe how many cars have uh, come back into the race after sitting anywhere from 50 to 70 or 80 laps behind the wall. Michael Waltrip is back in the race. Dave Marcus spent a great number of laps behind the wall and has gone back into the event. Derek Cope uh, back out on the racetrack also. Dale Jarrett has come back onto the racetrack and Ricky Rudd. So those Winston Cup points uh, they really count up even if you can come back out a lot of times and only make one or two laps and then some cars fall out a little bit later behind you. It will allow you to move up at least one or two positions and those are worth anywhere from three to five points and they count up.
2: Well, the last two short track races have not been great ones for Bill Elliott at Wilkesboro a couple of weeks ago and here today Bill running 17th a couple of laps down but he is certainly looking forward to Talladega next week I would guess. Get away
7: the short- Race, to and get to Talladega and Michigan and Pocono, and Dover and some of those places, Charlotte, you know, it'll be kind of a change of pace. And, you know, for me, it's, that's the best place where you normally do the best. And I'm, you know, as good as my car run at Daytona, I'm looking forward to Talladega.
2: That further affirms what Tim Brewer was talking about earlier, how that team is excited about going to Talladega. The track opens on Wednesday for practice for the ARCA cars and the IROC machines. The International Race of Champions will be running there on Saturday. Dave Marcus, one of the uh, test drivers for IROC, of course we can all remember how the iroc races have been outstanding of late the one at daytona one of the very best iroc events ever and they've just finished doing some testing at at talladega i dare say those cars ready also dave
7: i think they are eli and and, you know it is what it really boils down to is is, uh jay signori and all the fellows that work on the cars are really doing a good job uh I've suggested to Jay that we add another stock car driver to the testing at Daytona and Talladega so we got Dick Trickle and I believe that's helped because now we got three stock car guys when we're out there drafting and testing. I believe that that's helped as much as anything because I mean, everybody's aggressive when we're out there. I mean, we really go at it. We put, we don't worry about putting a tire mark on a door or whatever it takes, and, and we really simulate an actual race with three cars and three drivers, and, and I believe that's what turned the series around and made the car so competitive.
2: And you remember at uh, Speed Week's morning when Dale Earnhardt won at Daytona that Friday afternoon, that three-wide battle, and even the race at Talladega last year, those two have been just outstanding IROC
3: events. It's been some of the best events I've seen in, in, since that series has been going the last a couple of times at Daytona and Talladega, so it's going to be interesting to watch him get at it again. 276 laps on the scoreboard here at Martinsville. Field about, uh, well, pretty well strung out. If you're wondering why we're not doing a lot of lap by lap right now, there's a lot of separation between first all the way back to seventh and eighth, but it'll come back. It always does at this racetrack. It's one of those junctures in the 500-lap race sometimes where the field does kind of just get out there and ride to the next pit stop segment, but you can bet it'll change before the day is over. Continuing to lead, Alan Kowicki. They've done their homework. They worked really hard when they came in here. And uh, he is one of those drivers that demands absolute total perfection in a race car. That team, they probably put in as many hours as anybody does. Let's give a call today, too, to Mike Beam and the Maxwell House Coffee team. They've had a frustrating year also, but today they've had a real good run. They've been up in the top ten most of the day. They're currently being shown in ninth position. They have had more than their share of frustration here in recent weeks. And it had to hurt twice as bad when Bill Elliott, the other half of Junior Johnson's operation, was having the success they were. They reeled off four straight wins in a row. I talked with Tim Brewer a little bit about that the other day, and Tim says it hurts everybody up there when when one team does good and another one does bad. He said all our guys feel bad for them.
7: It does, Barney. You know, Mike, uh, he's he's a very competitive person. Uh, you know, I picked Mike to do that job because, you know, I, I feel like Mike's a good friend. I want to help him. I want to do anything I can for him. Uh, Sterling and I, we grew up together. You know, a lot of people called me last week and said, well, you know, y'all fired Sterling. I said, wait a minute. We ain't fired Sterling. Sterling Marlin's got a contract with Junior Johnson Associates. We don't operate like that, Barney. We don't fire people. We might move some people around or give them an attitude adjustment whatever but sterling marlin i mean you can't blame him for you know running over something on the racetrack or or you know you're gonna wreck a car every once in a while but you're right it's it's tough on those guys right now but you know i recall it being pretty tough on me the last couple of years and and you know me i mean i I, I grip my teeth uh i don't take it personal like you know it's just like anything else i'm i'm not into that getting even stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna get ahead of his any way possible but mike knows guys you know when they need some help, you know, we'll bail them out or do whatever we got to do because it's not like, you know, we're, they're down and we're trying to kick them. We're trying to pick them back up and, and we'll do anything we can to make that Maxwell House car as good as it can possibly be.
3: The Maxwell House car is running very good here today with a shot to win. They're one of the few cars that are still up there on the lead lap. I think, what, there's only 10 now being shown right. on the lead lap, so uh, good run today for Mike Beam and Sterling Marlin, the Maxwell House coffee car here at Martinsville.
2: If you're just tuning in, Dale Earnhardt led the first six 60 laps although Darryl Waltrip was the pole sitter. Earnhardt led on the uh, start. Led the first 60 laps then on a pit stop sequence most of the leaders pitted. Dave Mater did not so he, re- he assumed the lead on lap number 60. Led until lap 66 when Alan Kulwicki passed him and that's set now 286 and Kowicki slows. Kulwicki slows out of turn number four. Problems with the leader. Ernie Irvin is the race leader. He will lead for the first time this year and Kulwicki slowed out of turn four. They're in turn two now. Kowicki still at the inside
5: of the racetrack. He'll lose another spot to second place Dale Earnhardt, so Earnhardt gets by him. The lap cars as well going by. Kowicki greatly slowed up in turns three and four.
3: Can't really tell what the problem is, whether he has a tire cut down or whether he has a motor problem. He comes off the flat part of the racetrack up in turn number four and will bring the car to the attention of his pit crew. Let's cover that stop.
9: They're going to work on the right side of the Hooters for Thunderbird. Danny Glad has the jack up. they jacking it up on the right side of the car. Changing right side rubber, Joe Covington on the rear side. Now they're swinging around to the left side of the car. So apparently a tire problem on the Hooters Ford. is going to be a four-tire stop.
3: And it's going to be a costly stop for Alan Kowicki because he is going to go at least a lap down and possibly two. He is down now and is heading back onto the racetrack. So Alan Kowicki with a tire problem apparently will put him on pit road and give Ernie Irvin the lead in the Hanes 500.
2: It is a full straightaway lead now for Ernie Irvin over Dale Earnhardt. Alan Kowicki's problems are still continuing. It looks as though it was just more than those four tires of a change. The car is going around slowly here at Martinsville and will be coming to the pit lane this time by. Let's get a quick update. The Hooters Ford coming behind the wall.
9: We got a chance to talk with one of the crew members and they believe that there's a problem with the axle on the car. Alan's just pulled in. The wind and that's still up. He's one of the chief mechanics on the car as well as the team owner and driver. So he'll be conferring with his crew chief, Paul Andrews, about the repairs. So we won't get a comment with him right away, but it appears that it's axle problems
2: on the Hooters Ford. And while Alan Kolwicki goes behind the wall, Wally Dallenbach returns to the race after the brake problems that sent him to the garage a bit ago. With Ernie Irvin leading. Ernie Irvin continues to lead here in the Haynes 500 at Martinsville. Dale Earnhardt second, Dick Trickle third, Brett Bodine fourth, and Darrell Waltrip fifth. Alan Kulwicki has climbed from the Hooters Ford. He is looking on and helping in the repairs to his car. One thing is clear the Unical challenge monies are still up for grabs here today. Traveling drive One car spins around.
5: Dave Mader the third spins it tries to collect and almost pulls down directly in front of the race leader. Ernie Irvin really had to dart it down to the inside of the track to avoid t boating Dave Mader.
2: Dave Mader spinning and bringing out the caution on the eighth time today. It comes out at lap 301. Mater was running in 18th position, four laps down at the time of the incident.
3: Green flag goes back in the air, and Earnhardt takes off in a hurry as he hits turn one.
2: Earnhardt clears the lap lane down on the inside of the
5: racetrack, gets by the Wally Dallenbach car there. Here's Ernie Irvin now trying to clear Dallenbach's
2: machine. Next to nine is Brett Modine. he will feel a bit of heat from Mark Martin trying to make a move on him for third. Dick is there as well. He's running in the fifth spot and Terry Labonte running in sixth. Labani the only man to have a top ten finish in all races this year. The lead cars are in one. Here's a third
5: place battle. Mark Martin slips to the inside of the track and gets by Brett Lodine. So move Martin now to the third spot. Lodine back to fourth. Dick Trickle now in fifth. And
3: yeah, we saw a lot of sheet metal getting wrinkled in both ends of the racetrack on that restart as some of the better cars gets caught back in heavy traffic. Sterling Marlin trying to break out of a pack of traffic back there along with Darrell Walter and also Harry Gant slows a little bit going off into the corner, but Gant has not been up to par all day long. Battle for the lead in the back stretch is ahead for turn number three. Ernie Irvin may drive in underneath Dale Earnhardt. Nope, he has better thoughts of that. Let's do it coming out of the turn. Out of turn number four, gets a fender alongside.
2: Trouble in turn four. Brett Bodine tags the Dick Trickle car in close quarters racing. Trickle spins around, and the caution flag has yet to fly. Trickle was running in fourth spot now and will stay under green as Trickle's car comes off the curbing, and Earnhardt hangs on to the lead. Just close quarters racing there, and Trickle's car was rooted out of the way.
3: Now that battle will resume for the lead, and Ernie Irvin is about to put a move, Vondale Earnhardt coming out of the corner just when that accident happened. He takes a look out of turn two.
2: Ernie's
5: car breaks loose a bit down to the bottom side of the racetrack, trying to get a spot underneath Earnhardt. He'll have to fall back in line about a car length behind him.
2: Here the leaders come through turn three and four now. Mark Martin has broken away from fourth and fifth place now and has basically caught the front two, although he is separated from the front two cars by the lap machine of Wally Dallenbach. Here's
5: Earnhardt again leading the way. Again, Irvin looks to the inside, gets a shot down there but thinks better of it. He falls back in line and sinks file. Mark Martin now trying to clear the lap car of Wally back in turn three.
3: I'll tell you what, they've really made some adjustments and got Mark's car working 100% better than it did in the beginning of the race this afternoon. He's up there right now and a very strong factor, just trying to catch up to make it a three-way battle for the lead over in turn two. Martin
5: goes to the inside of Wally back. finally clears that car. Meanwhile, Irvin takes another
2: shot at Earnhardt. Halfway down the back, straight away, Irvin is there. Ernie has the nose to the inside of Earnhardt's car. Between three and four, they draw even. Coming out of the corner, Irvin trying to step on it, but he won't beat him back to the line this time. Earnhardt hangs on to the lead by a half car length. Dale Earnhardt on the outside
5: lane. Ernie Irvin hooked up down low this time. Give the advantage to Ernie Irvin. He's got a fender out in front but down the back straightaway. Earnhardt again pulls even with him.
3: And again, I can guarantee you a couple of these crew chiefs are saying, hey guys, we've got a long ways to race. Almost 190 laps still to go in this thing. If you want to run those cars that hard, you're going to have the rest of the field catch up with you, but they're not about to give it up. They're back in turn one and they are door to door. Dead
5: even again. Back in turn number two off the corner. Irvin gets the better bite. Gets the car out in front of Dale Earnhardt. Let's see if Earnhardt falls in line
2: behind him. He's not giving up yet. Earnhardt still battling with him on the outside. But this time, Irvin stays glued to the low side of the racetrack. And on lap 3.15, he will again assume the lead in a Haynes 500. Irvin leads, but Earnhardt wants it back. Earnhardt taps him a bit down to the bottom of the
5: racetrack in turn number one. Looks to the outside. Coming off turn two. No chance to make the move. Here goes Earnhardt. Try on the inside, but again, he gets in line behind Ernie Irvin, the race
3: leader. Dale Earnhardt to tease teasing just a little bit to make him think he's going to try and drive up under there, and if he slips a little bit, you can bet Earnhardt will be there. But while all that door-to-door racing was going on, Joe Moore, it allowed Mark Martin to get within a couple of car lengths of catching both of them. Last
5: time we talked about Mark Martin, he was still dealing with a lap car, Wally Dallenbach. He's long since cleared that car and now is drawing in on Dale Earnhardt, about two
2: car lengths behind him. After Dick Trickle's spin a few moments ago, he dropped to eighth place. He is the last car on the lead lap. He is running about a second and a half to seconds. Two- ahead of the race leader, Ernie Irvin, here on lap 317. True Value Hard Charger competition. Alan Kulwicki, whose car is still being worked on behind the wall, does lead the True Value Hard Charger competition ahead of Ernie Irvin and Dale Earnhardt. But again, Kulwicki will not win today's race, having those problems back uh, a short while ago. He yielded the lead on lap 287, and the car has been worked on behind the wall since then. 325 laps on the board. Ernie Irvin continues to lead and continues to set some pretty good lap speeds here at Martinsville in the Hanes 500. Alan Kolwicki's Hooters Ford has now returned to the race. He is 32 laps down in 22nd position. A tough, tough break. What did they finally find, Winston Kelly, when they finished those repairs? Let's ask Paul Andrews. Paul, what exactly was the problem on the
9: car? for the Hooters for Thunderbird, but Alan Kowicki had returned to the race.
3: So he will be able to finish here this afternoon, but any chance he had of winning, and he had a good one going for a long, long time, kind of goes up right now and out the window, so to speak. 327 laps are on the board. Brand new set of players at the front of the pack right now, although Ernie Irvin's been up in the top five most of the day, and so has Dale Earnhardt, but with Kowicki out of the picture, picture they had some, some of the best racing going on about 20 laps ago that we've seen here this afternoon, but for the moment, Ernie Irvin has pulled away by about a full second right now as he works around Alan Kowicki's ailing car over in turn two.
5: Ernie Irvin working some more lap traffic, closing in now the Kyle Petty car. Earnhardt now just getting by Alan Kowicki, and Mark Martin
2: still staying up there with Earnhardt. He now clearing that lap traffic in turn three. You know, much has been made about uh, Ford's 11 race winning streak dating back to October of last year, but right now the top two on the leaderboard are General Motors Chevrolets. Ernie Irvin in the Chevy, and Dale Earnhardt in the Chevy. I asked Dale yesterday, is this GM's week? Do you think?
7: I don't know. Eli. We,
2: I tell you, we just keep working hard. The guys are doing a great job, and uh,
7: you know, we keep trying to come up with some more. And really, really are working hard. for our tests. And We tested down today, tested, uh, in Talladega and tested Charlotte under the lights this past week, and we're just really working hard, and concentrating on the car. Uh, it could be. This is a good racetrack for us, and you know, we, we run good here, and I think we'd be a consistent. Camper out there Sunday and be smooth with the brakes and
6: you know, say things like you need to up here. we got a good shot at it.
2: And Dale has done that so far. We have not seen the, the term he coined, Framman and Bamman. It's been relatively calm over in the overall scheme of things. And Earnhardt does know his way around here. He's a five time winner. Ernie Irvin, who is the race leader right now, would have uh, recorded his very first win ever at Martinsville if he ends up in Victory Lane. But uh, Earnhardt's been there a few times, a handful of times.
3: He likes this racetrack and he has a good feel for it. Richard Childer said yesterday he's floating the car off into the corner like he did a few years ago when we really had a car up here that would work good. And right now he continues to just run extremely smooth. He doesn't tear up a lot of equipment. If he gets caught up in a wreck, you can almost bet it's totally unavoidable for Dale Earnhardt. He seems to just have a sixth sense, much like David Pearson and Cale Yarborough used to do if a trouble happens to do the right thing at the right time. And his car is pretty much in one piece right now. Joe Moore looking at it up here. Doesn't seem to be too many tire marks on it and too much sheet metal been in at all.
5: Yeah, his car looks real good. I know he had a nervous moment a few moments ago. There's a lot of smoke coming out of the back of Michael Waltrip's car. He's still out on the racetrack laboring around here. They gave him the moveover flag and Earnhardt had followed him for several laps. Kind of scared, I guess, to make a move around the car for fear of what may happen. Finally, he dove to the inside of the track, bypassed that car, and Mark Martin now has also cleared Mike Waltrip's smoking machine. Продолжение следует...
3: Ernie Irvin continues to set the pace. He, too, is going to catch a lot of traffic here in just a moment. First car he'll work around. will be Rick Mass. The next car directly ahead will be Derek Cope and Greg Sachs and Dick Trickle's machine as he negotiates his way around the racetrack. I talked to Darrell Waltrip yesterday. You and I have been here a lot of years. I've been here a few more than you have, but we've seen guys just totally go off the deep end here because traffic can frustrate you so bad. You can have a car that's a second quicker than somebody else that's running in front of you, and if they really want to be ornery about it, so to speak, they can hold you back there forever or get you you boxed in or whatever, and I asked Darrell yesterday, I said, has there ever been a time up here at Martinsville that you just totally lost it and just said, to heck with it, I'm going to run over somebody?
6: Let's, let's be more specific, okay? Not somebody or something. Usually, your aggression is directed in one person or one situation. And uh, sometimes you'll overreact. Uh, it's just natural instincts. You've been running here all day. You're tired. Your car's maybe not handling as good as it did in the beginning. The brakes are not as good as they were in the beginning. And somebody is messing with you for no reason. If you get by him, you're going to go faster than he is too. Now, why can't he understand that? Why didn't he? Why didn't he figure that out? You bump him a little bit going down the straightaway, makes him mad because you bumped into him. You bump him a little bit going into the corner, trying to get him to move over and let you go, using the chrome horn, if you will. Those are really not anything that should, used to you could do that to a guy, he understood, he'd move over and you'd go on. Now it's retaliation, if you hit me once, I'm going to hit you twice, and that's where we run into a lot of problems on these smaller racetracks particularly, guys have no tolerance, somebody messing with them and just like they were messing with you they, they don't they are all takers and no
3: givers that's the thoughts of darrell walter about running in really tight traffic here at martinsville and i'm sure the fans are listening to us this afternoon you can relate to that sometimes if you're out driving on a highway or out on a four lane highway and you are running behind somebody that's in the speed limit 65 or whatever and there's a couple of cars up there running door to door that may be running 45 or 50 or whatever and they hold you back and you can't get around or whatever i know I'm sure you've sit here like I've been mad in this booth watching guys out there hold up other drivers that had a real good race car and could have won, and it's nothing to me. I'm just here broadcasting, but sometimes you know it kind of gets to you, and I really know it does to those guys. How they keep their temper under control is a mystery sometimes.
2: Ernie Irvin continues to lead the Haynes 500. He has been in command for 48 of the 347 laps so far today. Alan Kulwicki led for some 219 laps before problems befell his Hooters Ford Thunderbird. We have had eight caution flags for a total of 39 laps. Average speed at this point, 78.755 miles an hour. Ernie Irvin, Dave Mater, Alan Kulwicki, and Dale Earnhardt, the four drivers who have led this Haynes 500, those out of the race for a number of different reasons. Jeff Bodine, engine failure. Dale Jarrett had multiple problems on the Interstate Batteries Chevrolet putting him behind the wall. Ricky Rudd with the rear end problems. That was what eventually uh, or first put him behind the wall. He has since returned to the race. Engine problems for Rusty Wallace was the problem for him earlier in the day. Jimmy Means with engine failure as well. 28 cars still running from the 32 that began the afternoon.
3: Battle for the lead going into turn number three. Dale Earnhardt is there. He gets underneath Ernie Irvin coming out of the corner. Now it becomes a battle of who can stand on the throttle and drive the deepest into the corner in turn one.
5: Earnhardt's there at the bottom of the racetrack. Irvin's trying to hang on to the outside lane. Directly ahead the lap car of Alan Kowicki. The two front running cars still side by side
2: going to turn three. Let's see which lane opens up. This time there should not be a race traffic problem. Kowicki is enough ahead of those two cars not to be a factor here. Off turn four to the stripe. It would have been Ernie Irvin by inch had that been the last lap, but Earnhardt keeps up the battle. Earnhardt's right
5: there at the bottom of the racetrack. This time, he'll slide by and pick up the top spot. Irvin has an idea coming back at him at the inside, but this time at the end of the back straightaway, Irvin drops back in line
2: behind the new leader, Dale Earnhardt. 370 laps of 500 now complete, and Dale Earnhardt is holding the lead, and now it is over Mark Martin, who runs in second because Ernie Irvin has pulled the Kodak machine off the racetrack and behind the wall They've already got it jacked up, Winston Kelly. What are they doing? It's on jack stands, and they're taking off the right rear tire. Tony Glover and the crew going to work on the axle.
9: Looked at Paul Andrews, and he said, it's the same thing has happened to us. Haven't had a chance to talk to the Kodak team as they're busy scurrying around Ernie Irvin Chevrolet, but it appears to be an axle problem on Ernie Irvin's car, just as it was on Alan Kulwicki's. That's
2: strange. you got Dave Marcus and Kulwicki and uh, now Ernie Irvin. What would cause that, Winston Kelly, uh, Uh, other than uh, getting a bad axle from the factory, but what would cause that to happen, uh, three guys in the same race like this? It's very unusual that it would happen, three guys at the same racetrack, but all the pressure that's on these
9: race cars here at a track like Martinsville, the torque that they have to pull coming off the corners, it would be more likely that it would happen here than say at a big track like a Talladega or a Daytona.
3: Well, a costly one for Ernie Irvin as his car is behind the wall as they continue to work on it and will try to get him back out out there this will move Earnhardt in a very good spot right now a little smoke out of ted musgrave's car as he came out of turns three and four and works back down into the front straightaway Earnhardt will be zipping on around here in good shape right now looking for his first win in 1992 Hard to believe the year they've had, but Earnhardt said, hey, we're not going to give up. We're going to turn it around. He may well do it here this afternoon. He's about a half a straightaway ahead of Mark Martin, who rides in the number two spot. But as Earnhardt comes off turn number four and takes a look directly ahead, looks like a moving parking lot to a point up there as far as a lot of traffic. Joe Moore, there's about 10 cars. He's going to have to thread his way through very shortly. Yeah, and about
5: five of those 10 cars are racing side by side too, so it's going to be some picky maneuvering here for Earnhardt working his way, some of that traffic. He'll first close in on Terry Labonte and Dick Trickle two of the cars that are still on the tail end of the lead lap. Also up there, the lap cars of Alan Kowicki, Dale Jarrett's there, Ricky Rudd there along with Dave Marcus, the Dave Maynard car, plus the uh, Ken Schrader machine and Bill Elliott all directly ahead, and Earnhardt will be dealing with those cars
2: shortly as they all head down the back straightaway work their way back up to turn three. So Still a lot of work for Earnhardt to do. Meanwhile, Ted Musgrave's crew will go to work on the number 55 Jasper Engines machine behind the wall. They have just taken that car behind the wall as work continues there. So Jeff Bodine and Dale Jarrett out of the event, Rusty Wallace and Jimmy Means, and most recently, Ernie Irvin and Ted Musgrave's cars to the garage area, and repairs are continuing on both those efforts at lap 377 with Dale Earnhardt now catching that traffic in turn four.
3: It's hard to believe how many good cars that we've had that have had mechanical problems or something happened to them here this afternoon that will not have a chance to win right now. Ernie Irvin's car, having led a good deal of this thing a moment ago, is now behind the wall. Alan Kawicki, who looked like he was going to run away with it, spent a lot of time behind the wall also, but they've got him back onto the racetrack. Rusty Wallace, who also had a car that could have won here today, uh, has gone behind the wall. Ricky Rudd is back on the racetrack, but he's had all kinds of problems with his car off and on during the day, and he is back on the racetrack but with no chance to win right now. Kyle Petty had a car probably strong enough to have a top three or four finish. He also has retired for the day, and Dale Jarrett, who felt like they could have their best run, has parked his car for the day, along with Michael Waltrip, who spent a great deal of time behind the wall and has come back onto the racetrack right now. Here's Dick Trickle out of turn number four, slows a great deal, ducks down to the apron of the racetrack and heads off into turn number one. So in the latter part of the race here, we're having a lot of mechanical problems. The leader continues to be Dale Earnhardt. He got through about four or five of those cars a moment ago. Mark Martin was able to get his way through there also. And in doing so, Mark has lost perhaps another seven or eight car lengths. He's about a half a straightaway behind Dale Earnhardt as the front two head back to turns one and two.
5: Dale Earnhardt works around the Dave Maynard car. next car he'll be lapping will be the fifth-place car of Ken Schrader. And Earnhardt
2: has about a half a straightaway to go before he catches Schrader. That's exactly right. As Joe Moore says, only five cars on the lead lap now that Dick Trickle has gone behind the wall. Trickle was running uh, in sixth spot, one lap down. He had just been lapped before he decided to take the car back behind the wall to let the Stavola's crew go to work on it there. Lap 382. We've still got a lot of racing to go here. We're 118 laps shy of conclusion. The uh, 500 laps here on his track of 0. .526 miles around. The race length is 262.5 miles, but probably... 262 of the tougher miles these guys are going to endure uh, throughout the course of a racing season. Let's go to Pit Road.
1: Eli, you talked about all these cars dropping out. It's one of those things a lot of times where you make your own luck. A lot of these cars are dropping out and running the what we call the cambered rear end where they cock the wheels in the rear end just a little bit. This puts twice more pressure on the axle and the drive plates in the rear end. Bill Elliott's innovation at Rockingham where they smoke the field all of these teams now uh, on these short tracks that makes the car turn better are running the cambered rear ends. But we you take a chance of losing an axle or a drive plate? Of the leader. Oh, Davey. Davey Allison is in the wall in turn two. Davey got out of the groove. The car just shot right
5: up to the outside retaining wall, left a big mark on the wall and also did a quite a bit of damage to the right front of Davey's car. He's sitting there. He's completely stopped now, moving around in the race car, but a lot
2: of damage to the right side of the car, and we are under caution. Meanwhile, Kenny Schrader's trying to hang on and stay on the lead lap with Earnhardt, but he can't quite do it. Earnhardt will bypass Schrader coming out of turn number four, and Schrader was just about halfway around if not more, he'll come back up and give Earnhardt two, three hits in the rear deck now as they come out of turn number two and work up the back straightaway. Kenny Schrader was trying for the Dickens there to stay on the lead lap, and he and Earnhardt tangled coming out of number four.
3: Pace car leads the field up the back straightaway, getting ready to go back to green. Only four cars being shown on the lead lap. That would be the leader, Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, Brett Bodine, and Sterling Marlin right now. Daryl Waltrip is alongside the leader. Uh, going to race him try to get back on the tail end of that lead lap as they haul it off down toward turn one and Waltrip stands on it into the corner.
5: Waltrip's right there underneath the Dale Earnhardt car side by side off turn number two. Mark Martin now looking
2: to the inside hoping that maybe Waltrip will open that lane to give him a chance to get by Dale Earnhardt. 107 laps remaining in the Haynes 500. Earnhardt and Mark Martin going to the outside of Darrell Waltrip out of turn number four. They come back to the stripe holding their positions still outside of Waltrip who is in fifth one lap down. Earnhardt finally he clears the Waltrip car. Well, he does
5: coming in, but going off turn number two, Waltrip comes back at him, holds that inside lane, and now Mark Martin will try to go to the outside of
3: Darrell Waltrip. Swinging up to the outside, Mark will move around Darrell. you got to give Waltrip a lot of credit. He is probably in top form as far as the driving part, as like he was maybe eight or nine years ago. Even his whole crew said we could tell a big difference in him. He is really hustling the race car everywhere we go, but for the moment, he's not going to be able to get back up there as he drops back in behind Mark Martin, and Martin will go after the leader, Dale Earnhardt. Just a car link. Separate the two. They're out of turn number four and back into the straightaway already. They've pulled away by about two seconds over Sterling Marlin and Brett Bodine. They're back in one.
5: That was a good battle. That battle for third in the last lap as Sterling Marlin went to the inside of Brett Bodine. He slid by and picked up the third spot. So it's Sterling Marlin now running third. Brett Bodine drops back to the fourth spot
2: and Waltrip in fifth. Still lap down from the leaders. What it all translates to is a Chevrolet followed by three Ford Thunderbirds with 104 three laps remaining. So Earnhardt trying to carry the placard for the bow Tie Brigade in a turn number two. Earnhardt just a little bit high coming
5: off the corner, but Martin has fallen back by about three car lengths behind him. Walter's still there, staying up to speed with Mark Martin.
3: Looking at something else, too, in the Winston Cup point standings. Davey Allison was ahead 86 points over Harry Gantt coming into this race and 106 by Bill Elliott. Now having uh, had the car go into the wall and being out of the event, it is going to be a real break for some of these cars to pick up some points on leader Davey Allison here this afternoon, that's the hard way to do it.
2: Good battle on the back straightaway now for third position as Brett Bodine in third tries to battle with fourth place Sterling Marlin to his inside. They'll touch just a bit coming out of the corner and it's Marlin who takes the position hanging on to the spot actually in third. Brett Bodine settles back in a fourth. They just passed about two laps ago as Brett had gotten by Sterling Marlin.
5: Marlin reclaims the spot now as he picks it up over Brett Bodine. Right behind him quite a bit of
2: lap traffic. Terry Labonte is there. The Bill Elliott car and and Shepard all right in tandem. Earnhardt continues to lead, but now down near the infield care center. That's where the attention has been turned to Davey Allison just coming out after a checkup by the doctors. Let's get a word. Davey, first of all, your condition. You had a hard hit out there. Well, Winston, I took another shot
0: to the ribs, but I think I just rebruised bruised them a little bit. Everything's okay. Just a shame that that car is torn up. You know, we had a good run going. Derek Cope spun me out earlier. We wouldn't ever have lost the lap. We'd have been up there racing with the lead but we we're still gonna come out with a good finish and felt the right front tire going soft so I backed off a little bit let Darrell go I was gonna try to let everything cool down and it just went all at once
9: tough luck for Davey Allison. If Vander Hollyfield doesn't have anything on him taking shot to the ribs, Davey looks okay today, so we'll see him back strong next week
3: in Talladega. A lot of concern for Davey Allison as he hit that wall over there pretty hard with the bruised ribs already, and he said, uh, you heard him say he's pretty good shape, but he'll be going to Talladega next week. Ernie Irvin has come back out of the racetrack in, the, in his machine after spending a great deal of laps behind the pit wall, but he has brought the car back onto the speedway 44 laps down, being shown in 21st position. And uh, can't believe, as we said earlier, how many cars, good cars, have had problems here today. Spent anywhere from 2 to 20 or 40 or 50 laps behind the wall but have gone back onto the racetrack right now. The laps are winding down. We're in the final 100 here this afternoon in the Hanes 500 at Martinsville. The leader is Dale Earnhardt, very much in command right now. Darrell Waltrip is the car that's been running him about as hard as anybody, and Darrell's not running for the lead. He just wants to get back on the lead lap. He's had her dialed in all day long, but he's had to play catch-up. He's been down, what, for the last hour or so, so here really working on whoever was up there in the lead to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. And then if he get another caution, he's got a good shot to win.
2: He really does have a good shot if he gets around Dale Earnhardt because he has been, as you say, one of the quickest cars on the racetrack. One car that was awfully quick earlier in the day but had gone behind the wall for repairs was Dick Trickle. He has just brought the Snickers Ford back on the track 36 laps down. He's running in 19th position. And Alan Kulwicki, if you're joining us along the way, he was the dominating car early in the day. He took the lead on lap number 66 and held it all the way through lap 287. Because of all of that, he still leads the True Value Hard Charger competition, even though he is now running in 22nd spot, many, many laps down, from 30 Five thirty-six laps down. Allen still leads the True Value uh, Award here at lap 418. Quick look at the rundown. Earnhardt, Mark Martin, Sterling Marlin, and Brett Bodine, the only four cars on the lead lap. You know, we've not talked much about Brett Bodine, but you realize, Barney, he is the only team, his team, the Quaker State Four, the only team to qualify in the top ten at every single race this year of all the great Winston Cup stars. That's the only team to be able to pull it off.
3: Tell you what, that team is really, we talked about it toward the end of the season last year. You could see it on a weekly basis. Everywhere we went, the team had better finishes, better qualifying runs, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with this year. Their motor program is probably the best it has ever been, and he's had some good, consistent finishes, been able to run up in the top four or five, got a good run going today, and a good chance to win this race if circumstances fall his way. He's had a tough time with Sterling Marlin for the last half hour around here. Those two have been battling back and forth, back and forth, that will be the battle for third position. Brett gets very close to him out of turn number four, about a half a car length between the two as they were out of the fourth corner and head back into turn number one. A lot of traffic up there. And if Sterling puts himself in a bind, he may lose the spot, Joe Moore.
5: I'll tell you what, Brett's been knocking on the door there, Sterling Marlin, quite a few times. He's got into the rear end of the Maxwell House Ford going into the turns. Brett's got the power, but he can't quite get around the width of Sterling Marlin's car. He's right up there with him a couple of times. He's got a pretty good run going down to the inside of him. He's even tried the outside lane. So, again, these two cars pretty evenly
2: matched. But Brett just can't quite make the move to get by Sterling Marlin. But, again, continuing our rundown, the four cars on the lead lap Mark Martin, Sterling Marlin, and Brett Bodine. A lap down in fifth is Darrell Waltrip. Sixth, Terry Labonte. Seventh is Ken Schrader. Two laps down in eighth is Morgan Shepherd. Ninth is Harry Gant. Tenth, three laps down now is Bill Elliott. Four laps down in 11th, Hutch Strickland, and 12th Greg Sachs. 13th position, five laps down, Bobby Hamilton. He's on a lap of his own. Seven laps down in 14th spot is Rick Mast. 10 laps down in 15th, Kyle Petty. 11 laps down. in 16th is Jimmy Hensley 13 laps down now is uh, Dick Trickle running in the 17th spot. Others still running include Ted Musgrave, Alan Colwicki, Wally Dahlenbach, Derek Cope also on the racetrack Ricky Rudd and Dave Marcus. Those cars are a number of laps down at this stage of the day. The Hanes 500 led by Dale Earnhardt running in the second spot is Mark Martin. One of the quickest cars still is Darrell Waltrip Joe Moore. He's trying to get back on the lead lap if he
5: can. He's got a run going on Earnhardt several times, pulled up beside him on the last lap, and just this time coming off turn two, Waltrip pulled even with Earnhardt. That's where he is now up in turn four.
3: He's not about to give it up. Give Darrell all the credit in the world. If there's any way to get back on the tail end of the lead lap and have a shot to win this race, he has really hung her out in both ends of the racetrack. He's been alongside Earnhardt a couple of times, had a fender up there, but Dale has just been able to outmuscle him in both ends of the speedway, but DW is not about to get out of it. Here he comes off turn number four, and again, he sticks a fender underneath Dale but Earnhardt will out-accelerate him back into turn one. Waltrip
5: drives it in deep right down against the curving down on the inside of the racetrack. Still can't quite pull even with Earnhardt, and Earnhardt really gets the good jump off the corner, but Waltrip is even with him there at the end of the back
2: stretch. The pole sitter, who has 11 wins here at Martinsville, works to the inside of Dale Earnhardt, coming off turn number four, trying to get back on the lead lap. That's virtually a dead heat, but Waltrip does it by just inches that time by. Earnhardt comes battling back. Waltrip's got a nose of the Western Auto Chevrolet out in front of of
5: Earnhardt, and this time they make a bit of contact coming off the corner, very close together, but Earnhardt is still there with him.
3: Darrell has the preferred groove if they can get into that corner and get a little clear sailing being down to the inside of the racetrack. He can force Dale a little bit high in the turn, and maybe if he can keep up the pace he's got right now, he's got a, a fair chance of getting back on the lead lap. They're back in two. Gonna have to deal with some lap
5: traffic directly ahead. They're closing in on Greg Sachs and Derek Cope, but still the two cars are side-by-side. Side. Walter, the fifth-place car, one lap down, trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap.
2: And remember, if caution would come out with Daryl on the lead lap. If he comes all the way around, he'd be just five cars behind Earnhardt. I mean, there are only four cars now. There would be five on the lead lap if Waltrip can make the pass and make it stick. So this is a pivotal point in the race, as well as Waltrip's car is running. Lap 437. They're in traffic back in turn three.
3: Daryl may have the best car on the racetrack right now as far as handling. It's been sticking all day at the bottom of the speedway. He just doesn't quite have enough horsepower to outmuscle Earnhardt to get into the corner or get by him coming out of the turn. So Dale's going to make him work for every inch of it. This time, won't be able to do anything with him in one and two. In fact, he may have to tuck back in single file over in three and four. Nope, he's going to shove it right on in there one more time. Waltrip sticks the car alongside Dale Earnhardt. Both are looking at that lap traffic directly ahead. Don't really want to get in a bad position going down into the corner. That's where they are in turn one.
5: Waltrip's right at the bottom of the racetrack. He's definitely got the handling ability over Earnhardt right now, but Earnhardt just gets the good jump each time coming off turn Turn two, and up in turn number four. In turn three now, where they enter, Waltrip
2: has the edge, but directly ahead that pack of lap traffic. They've got Greg Sachs' car, then the Derek Cope machine in line, also Wally Dahlen back as Waltrip still hangs out of an inside
5: groove. Still side-by-side, side, the two Chevrolets coming off turn number two. Waltrip gets even more of an edge this time, and he's got Earnhardt trapped in the outside lane. That's where Greg Sachs is directly ahead.
3: That's probably why darrell has been running him so hard, looking at that lap traffic. He knew if he could get Earnhardt way high and behind one of those lapped automobiles he's got a good chance to get some clear sailing and get free of him. That's what he does in turn one. Earnhardt
5: nails Greg Sachs, gets him almost sideways coming into turn number one but Waltrip accomplishes his task gets around Earnhardt and gets himself back on
2: the tail end of the lead lap. All the while Mark Martin has now closed in. The Ford for the Jack Roush team is now just a car length and a half behind the race leader Dale Earnhardt with 58 laps remaining here at Martinsville. They're in one. Earnhardt goes to the outside
5: of the Donnelly Wally back car off turn number two and down the back straightaway. He's got a two-car length lead now in the Ford of Mark Martin.
3: So Dale Earnhardt's got two headaches right now. He's trying to put Waltrip a lap down. His second headache, of course, is Mark Martin, who's close enough to get in striking distance. They come out of the corner this time, and Dale gets the inside groove on Darrell going off into turn one.
5: He knows he better get er- or rather, knows he better get Walter back down off the lead lap because he's going to be a threat later in
2: the race. Earnhardt is there, this time on the inside of Darrell Waltrip. So as Earnhardt stays down low... Mark Martin closes in. Mark has to try and decide which direction to go. He'll just watch as Earnhardt again keeps Walter by inches a lap down. Walter battling on the outside, trying to stay
5: even with Dale Earnhardt. His car was working well down low, but we can see from this particular point up in turn number one, the car not hooking up that well in the outside lane.
3: As hard as they're running into these corners, both cars have to be really heating up those tires, but as we said earlier today, they may have the best tire that Goodyear's brought here in a long, long time. Had nothing but praise for for them all week long. Now, Darryl will settle in behind Dale Earnhardt for the moment and just uh, be content to ride where he is, at least at this particular juncture of the race. Darryl Walter, we got to give him all the credit in the world, as we said earlier this afternoon from talking to Jeff Hammond, his crew chief, and the other guys on that team. They say he's like the old Darryl of, of eight or ten years ago, and he really is. We've watched him all season long. He has pumped up higher than a kite to really do well all season. Proved it here today in every race we've watched him in this year. If he hadn't had the bad luck, he could be leading the points. Really exactly right
2: Very easily. Of course, Darrell, as we've well said, was the pole sitter today. And as he's bypassed now by by Mark Martin. Darrell could have picked up the Unical Challenge had he won the race today. That was $15,200 on the line of the pole sitter. And if it goes unclaimed today, it'll roll over to $22,800 next weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. But Mark Martin now is the man who has gotten around Waltrip and tries to set his sights on Earnhardt. Martin running in second. That's his best showing of the year. His previous best finish, third at Darlington. Four cars remaining on the lead lap here at Martinsville. 456 laps complete. 44 to go. Dale Earnhardt leading. Mark Martin, Sterling Marlin, and Brett Bodine. One lap down in fifth is Darrell Waltrip. And sixth, the Sterling. Excuse me, sixth is Terry Labonte. Two laps down in seventh, Kenny Schrader. Eighth, Harry Gant. Ninth, Morgan Shepard. Three laps down in tenth is Bill Elliott. This, of course, a busy race weekend not only here at Martinsville but all around the Winston Racing Series at the heart of Texas Speedway on Friday evening in Waco, Texas. Paul White was the winner. There is Earnhardt now slows and Mark Martin challenges him for the lead in turn four.
3: Mark Martin comes around on the outside. Earnhardt got right down against that curb. He might have a problem on the car other than hitting that curb, but Mark Martin grabs the lead. We'll get a report from Earnhardt's pit as quickly as we can, but he is way off the pace in front of you, Joe Moore. He
5: dropped to the inside of the racetrack. Can't tell if the motor is running, but everybody is going by him. Earnhardt
2: now going down the back straightaway. Greatly reduced speed as he heads to turn three. And for the first time this this year, Mark Martin leads a lap in Winston Cup competition. Let's go down to the Earnhardt pit. It's the same problem that beset all the others this afternoon. I think it's a broken
1: axle on the Earnhardt car. Again, as I pointed out before, he was running one of those camber rear ends. Another victim here this
3: afternoon, evidently. What that is is they bend the axles just a little bit to kind of make the car get a lot better bite in the corners, and it is so critical in how they bend them that everybody I've talked to from Junior Johnson on down says one degree too much, and you can break an axle. And Apparently that has happened to at least four or five cars here this afternoon. Earnhardt's still out there at a greatly reduced speed, just trying to nurse home whatever kind of finish he can this afternoon, but uh, will not be a winning day for Dale Earnhardt here at Martinsville this afternoon. How many times have we seen trouble? trouble? Turn
5: two, Kyle Petty slams into the wall, he hits it hard, just going to the outside of the racetrack, hit the outside retaining wall, now some fuel coming out from underneath the race car, some flames up in turn number two, where the car finally comes to rest
3: caution is on the speedway, and that's going to be a break for a lot of drivers. Kyle Petty climbing out of that car as we continue to see a lot of smoke coming from it. Let's go back to Joe Moore. A lot
5: of smoke out of the front end of the car, still some little flames on the back end, just about extinguished, though. Kyle now just starting to climb out from
2: underneath the car. And now the flames begin to shoot out from underneath the right front of the automobile. Track safety crew members along with other crew members of the air, as Kyle scampers from the car, and the flames again billow forward from underneath the right front of the automobile but again the safety crew right there to put out the flames the firemen come rushing in as well as the field will go very slowly past that scene but again Kyle Petty getting out of that car very very quickly here at lap number 463 that caution coming out, just a little bit off the pace for Darrell Waltrip. He wanted to see that one, not an incident like that, obviously, but a caution earlier to get his lap back. It didn't work, and now Mark Martin and Brett Bodine are on pit road. Let's cover the Mark Martin stop. Tony Martin, the Jackman,
9: swings around to the left side of the car. It's going to be a four-tire change. Chris Hussey and Steve Mill completing the rubber stop as gas man Dwayne Wood has the gas in and 22.47 seconds for the Valvoline Ford. Now to Jim Phillips. And we talked about the
1: gamble that might happen today. Well, it's just happened for Brett Bodine. He took only right side tires and gasoline. They made a chassis adjustment. He is back on the racetrack.
3: And meanwhile, Sterling Marlin will pit his car in the back straightaway as, as he is also up on that lead lap. They'll change a, probably a four-tire change on his machine and get him back onto the speedway as quickly as they can. But Joe Moore, they've got a real mess in turn two.
5: Yeah, they certainly have. They've uh, tried to extinguish the flames. They've got quite a mess over there as the car sits up against the outside retaining wall. When Kyle finally climbed out of the race car, it was with the assistance of the safety personnel, plus one of the crew members from the Keystone Ford car who ran across helped to pull Kyle out. He come across the racetrack, and now he's sitting on the pit wall there at the entrance to the back uh, pit area. The uh, ambulance has just pulled up there. They've loaded him aboard, and looks like he may have hurt his leg.
3: We've seen a lot of cars take an awful hard lick over there this afternoon. Davey Allison, just a few laps ago before Kyle hit the wall, had trouble slamming into the wall in turn number two also, but Kyle Petty's car. Uh, a lot of flame out from under. Kyle is out of the car, as you heard Joe Moore say, walked across the racetrack. They have put him in the ambulance, and we'll take him to the care center right now.
2: Kyle was running in 15th spot, 10 laps down at the time of the incident. So the running order now the Brett Bodine car the Mark Martin machine Sterling Marlin and Dale Earnhardt uh, who of course was on the lead lap is still showing on the lead lap. He Eli. Had not lost the lap at that time Jim. Let's get a word with Richard Childers Richard we got a problem right now and what
9: is it? Well we broke an axle like everyone else do you know it? NASCAR, has been taught, we've been talking to them a lot about getting some uh, pieces approved that's already out there, and it's just jeopardizing the team. But he will be able to continue, you think?
1: Well, we're just going to have to ride. So he will ride out the race, uh, but will not be a factor of a broken axle. Uh, we've had several of those this afternoon.
3: Dale Earnhardt will stay on the racetrack. I don't think he pitted, and that will be the reason he should still be showing on the lead lap, as everyone else it was on the lead lap pitted, but Dale will stay out there. But uh, no chance of winning this afternoon. As Richard Childress said, they're just going to ride it out and see what kind of a finish they can salvage. They're about to settle the Haynes 500. Pace car behind the pit wall. Brett Bodine is the leader. There are four cars on the lead lap as a green flag goes back in the air. Brett is the leader. Mark Martin is second. They're back in turns one and two.
5: Sterling Marlin runs along in third. Back and forth is Earnhardt. Here's Brett Bodine shooting way up the banking. He was the race leader. The car
2: broke loose and now he slows on the back straightaway as everyone gets by Brett Bodine. So Mark Martin takes the lead. Marlin is second now. Brett Bodine still slow now in turns three and four. And that is a tough, tough brake right there. That does not have to do with changing two tires, Barney. That problem is more severe than just that.
3: He may have a, either has a tire down or something is broke on the race car, but it looks like uh, he may have a flat tire on the car, but we'll have to wait and find out. It's going to be a costly one for Brett Bodine. Now he's getting back up to speed, whatever it was, down the back straightaway, but meanwhile, the battle for the lead is going to heat up here very shortly. Mark Martin has about an eighth car length advantage over Sterling Marlin there over in turn two.
5: Last time off turn two, Darrell Walter is right up alongside Mark Martin, but now he has slowed quite a bit. It, he's dropping back considerably, and
2: Sterling Marlin's closing it in on the Waltrip machine. There's lots going on here up there right now, with 25 laps remaining. Sterling Marlin comes off turn number four, trying to chase down the leader. Darrell Waltrip would still love to get back on the lead lap. Brett Bodine is still very slow on the racetrack, but running third. And Dale Earnhardt, with that broken axle, running slowly, but in fourth, still for the moment on the lead lap. But at the pace that Brett and Dale Earnhardt are going, both men would likely be lapped here by Mark Martin within the next handful of laps.
3: Let's see if we can get a report from the pits. Jim Phillips, any idea what that is?
2: They really don't know. They, they just... Ask them what
1: it could be that happened to his car. they just shook their head, they don't
3: know. Whatever it is, Brett just simply cannot get through the corner. He can run pretty good in the straightaway, but when he hits the turn, the car just simply goes out toward the wall like he's almost going to drive straight into the wall. What a... Everybody we've seen in the lead here for the last hour or so has had all kinds of problems, Brett Bodine being the latest. Laps are winding down at Martinsville this afternoon. 478 are on the scoreboard. Leading the event right now is Mark Martin. His nearest challenger will be Sterling Marlin, who is a good two and a half seconds behind him. isn't losing any ground, but he isn't gaining any. So Mark Martin may have a win here this afternoon. It's been a while since he has been in victory lane looking for a good finish today. Mark Martin in good shape. He's over in turn two. Plenty
5: of clear sailing for Mark Martin, Martin as he makes his way off the second turn and down the back straightaway. Darrell Waltrip still separating him from the second place
2: car of Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin trying to close in still. Mark Martin winning the second race at Atlanta last year, some seven races ago. But again, today is the first day this season that Mark Martin has even led a lap, let alone be in a position to win a race at this juncture of the day. Earnhardt goes a lap down. Brett Bodine goes a lap down. Just two cars on the lead lap now as Mark Martin and Sterling Marlin will settle it among themselves with 19 laps to go.
3: Talk about an unusual day at a race track. We've had a little bit of everything in this one. It seems like if you got in the lead, you automatically had problems. Mark Martin is the current leader with about 17 laps remaining. If he can keep it out there, Sterling Marlin now losing a little ground to him. He's a little better than three and a half seconds behind. He's down in turn two. Sterling
5: looks to be having a little bit of a problem here. Bill Elliott, his teammate, just blew by him. Harry Gannon, Alan
2: Kulwicki now closing in on the second-place car up in turn three. This kind of reminds you of uh, 19, well, the 1981, I guess it was, back at Dover, Delaware when Jody Ridley won the Mason Dick and five hundred that day. Anybody who led that day eventually broke and had a problem. They were guys who were up by three and four and five laps. We had four or five different leaders, Kale and Harry Gant. I believe Neil Bonnet led that day for a while and it finally fell into Jody uh, Ridley as the survivor. i they are right now with Mark Martin's car running in uh, the lead and second place Sterling Marlin. I don't think there's going to be enough time to lap Sterling Marlin here, but the last time a race was won by a full lap here was 1986. Ricky Rudd driving for Bud Moore and it, could happen today again although time may not allow that
3: let's go to the pits
2: we've
9: just got word that steve mill has been named mechanic of the race steve first of all congratulations you've been named mechanic of the race by western auto yeah
8: well we appreciate it. it's a great program these guys do it all i mostly just push the pencil and talk to mark on the radio right now we're trying real
9: hard to win this thing we're in good shape and we really need to win a race for ford and and everybody that's helping us any concern about all the jinx that's going on with the leaders. Everybody else that's led has had problems.
8: Yeah, we've got the same ran house the rest of these guys got and they've all broke theirs. I'm real nervous about it right now but we're bumping the rev we got a lot of gear in the car. We're trying awful hard. Uh, Darrell's real quick. We've run out on second place. We're just going to hang on for 12 more laps, see what we got.
9: Fingers, toes, arms, and legs, everything crossed down here in the Valvoline Ford pit. They hope to bring Mark Martin home to victory.
3: And Darrell Waltrip is putting all the heat he can on him, still not about to give up. Darrell Waltrip trying to get himself back on the lead lap and hope for a miracle with a caution flag. Waltrip may have the best car on the racetrack for the last hour here, but he has just failed to get himself back on the lead lap. Here's Mark Martin heading back into turn number one. Car closest to him is Waltrip trying to unlap himself. The second place car now has fallen way behind Joe Moore.
5: Yeah, Sterling Marlin has fallen back by about three more positions. We told you earlier, Bill Elliott got by. Also, a few laps later, Harry Gant and Alan Kulwicki both moved by and Dick Trickle now closing in on Sterling Marlin. So,
2: obviously, some problems for him here in the late stages of the race. It'll be ten laps to go the next time Mark Martin comes to the stripe. The lead for him right now, six and four tenths seconds as he's still being pressured by Daryl Waltrip. And I guess we, the way we've seen these axles snapping here today, Barney, maybe Darrell figures let's pressure the situation and try and force Mark not to so much bobble but to pressure his car and maybe another axle will snap.
3: Well he's going to keep the pressure on him. He has for the last hour and everybody else has been up there in the lead as the laps are winding down. 490 on the board. There'll be nine to go. This time back Mark Martin takes it up into turns three and four. Waltrip stays right with him. That's not a battle for the lead now. If he just tuned us in it's only Darrell trying to get back on the lead lap and hope for a miracle here this afternoon. The second place car is Sterling Marlin. There are only two cars on the lead lap as they're winding down here at Martinsville this afternoon and Joe Moore, Sterling is losing even more ground. Yeah,
5: he's really working hard to try to handle the car in the turns. It seems like it's just kind of moving all over the racetrack for him. He's dealing now with the Dick Trickle car going down the back straightaway. Trickle about to overlap the Sterling Marlin car. Marlin goes wide now. Dave Marcus directly ahead. His car won't hook up on the outside lane and finally getting on the front straightaway, he's able to pull even with Dave Marcus and take that outside
2: lane to go by. Trickle will follow the second place car up in turn two. Mark, Mark. Martin is in turn number four now, coming out of the corner, back to the stripe. This is his 181st career start, looking for career win number six. If it all holds together, they're back in turn two. Daryl
5: Waltrip trying his best to get down to the inside lane. He knows that's the only chance he would have to get by Mark Martin and try to get back on the lead lap. We've got trouble up in turn four. Rick Mast spins around in front of a heavy pack of cars. Waltrip will make a stab at getting back on the lead
2: lap. Here comes Daryl Waltrip trying to make a move to the inside. He will not do it. He'll miss by inches.
3: Well, uh, Daryl gave. It's it a good shot coming out of the corner as Rick Mass spun right in the middle of turns three and four. The car was sitting there. Caution is on the speedway, but it will not help Darrell Waltrip. But it came within about a foot or so of getting Darrell back on the lead lap and a shot to win this race. 494 are on the scoreboard right now in the Haynes 500 here this afternoon in a race that has had a little bit of everything. Now, I guess everybody's going to stay out there, Jim Phillips. Certainly, you're not going to see anybody ducking on the pit road right now. At least the top two, that's for sure.
1: Mark Martin will stay on the racetrack. There's no need. He's running at good speeds right now. And uh, the only car to challenge is uh, Darrell Walter to get his lap back. So, uh,
2: no, no pitting this time. One to go is the indication from Doyle Ford. So, there'll be four laps of racing. When Rick Mast spun, he made no contact with others, no major problems. The track is clear in turn four. So when the field comes back to the stripe this time, they'll post lap 496 with Mark Martin and Sterling Marlin, the only two cars on the lead lap to settle it among themselves. Wasn't
3: The win he had in Atlanta last year, the only win that Mark Martin had. He had to go all season long before he finally got into victory lane. He certainly wants to change that here today and get into victory lane early. Pace car pulling out of turn number four, heading behind the pit wall. Mark Martin will set sail. Sterling Marlin is right behind him, but Mark, as soon as they drop the green, will pull three, four car lengths away before they hit turn one.
5: Plus, Mark gets the extra help of Darrell Waltrip sitting in between himself and Sterling Marlin. Marlin works to the outside, tries to squeeze by Waltrip. He can't
2: quite make it happen. Martin gets even further away. On the start, there is also smoke billowing from behind the Sitco Ford for Morgan Shepard. He continues on the racetrack as Martin pulls away with three laps to go. He's got a Comfortable lead and pulling away even further from Marlin. Five car length lead now for Mark Martin taking it off turn number two. Sterling Marlin still
5: dealing with Darrell Walter trying to clear that car. Martin plenty of clear sailing up into turn three.
3: Mark Martin with about 10 or 12 car lengths ahead of Sterling Marlin right now works it across the start finish line and back into turn number one and Darrell Walter apparently for the moment has realized he's not going to get his lap back. He might as well just hold what he has and uh, kind of try to finish this race. Out of turn number two and heading down the back chute. Mark Martin looking for a victory here here this afternoon. Sterling Marlin still about eight ten car lengths behind as they work back down to the start-finish line and head off into turn number one in front of Joe Moore. White flag for him.
5: Mark Martin all alone once again. No pressure this time back into turn number one. Sterling Marlin some five or six car lengths back for the final
2: time onto this 800-foot back straightaway. Mark Martin looks like to be on his way to a win. It will be career win number six for the driver of car number six and for Ford an even dozen wins in a row dating to October 91. Mark Martin wins the Haynes 500. Sterling Marlin finishes second. Daryl Waltrip third. Terry Labonte fourth. And Harry Gant fifth here at Martinsville Speedway with everybody surviving 11 caution flags and a number of interesting circumstances this day. Let's go to the pits.
9: Celebration down here in the Jack Roush pit. Jack congratulating his engine builder, Troy Martin. You can hear everybody hollering in the background. Jack, first of all, congratulations. A great win for you.
8: Well, this is the first race of the year, isn't it? We're, we're just having a great day here. Uh, we ran real steady all day. Uh, this is a, fit, a feat of endurance as much as anything else. The guys built a real good car, and Mark did a great job. We're real happy to be here.
9: Jack Groush, the team owner of the Valvoline Ford, the winner of this afternoon's Haynes 500.
3: And we'll visit with the winner and some of the other top finishers when we come back.
2: NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. It is career victory number six in his 181st start for Mark Martin of Batesville, Arkansas. Let's check in with a smiling Valvoline team and team driver. Well, it gets him a big gulp of Gatorade.
1: Congratulations, Mark, on a great run today.
8: Thank you. You know, first of all, I want to thank uh, Goodyear Tires for putting us on the best racing tire I've ever set on. That car, uh, those tires stuck all day long, never gave up a bit. You know, just want to thank... Uh, Valvoline for hanging in there with us and Folgers and uh, uh, you know we just uh, real happy to win here today Uh, everybody's kept their chin up and things haven't gone the way we wanted them to and those guys have been great the guys in the shop have never gotten down and uh, you never know when it's gonna happen the car was good all day and we uh, we saved and saved and saved and and uh, there were a couple cars we couldn't outrun so we were trying to maybe outsmart them you know and uh, they wound up uh, having trouble, and it was easy after that.
1: You were sitting there behind Earnhardt. Uh, just pace. it seemed like you had run the same pace every lap. Did you have enough left, you think, to pass you?
8: Well, see, I didn't think we could outrun Dale, but I thought we could probably worry him enough by letting Darrell get up there and try to get his lap back and uh, staying close enough on him that maybe we could use his brakes up or something, you know, cause him to use his tires up or his brakes. He was strong, and I wasn't going to drive up there and blow him off, but I think that we could have possibly you know run him hard enough that that he would have you know failed some brakes or greased the tires up or something but uh we didn't have to as it turned out we had a lot of race car and i think we showed it there at the end and you know we had to keep it under us all day to be sure that we had something to race with at the end
1: the brett bodine team on the last pit stop they only took on two tires your team decided not to gamble and went with a four
8: well the 26 car did what they should have done and we did what we should have done you know uh, the position they were in, they needed to, to make a gamble and do what they did. But, uh, you know, we didn't need to gamble. We had the car
1: to beat at that point. Well, this will give your team a lot of momentum going into Talladega next week. Well, it
8: feels real good, you know, no matter what. Uh, you know, we're just tickled to death to win.
1: Sixth career in from Mark Martin as he wins the Hanes 500 this afternoon.
3: And for a driver who has said over the years Martinsville is not his cup of tea, it was his cup of tea today. Let's check in with Winston Kelly.
9: Caught up with Sterling Marlin who had a great run this afternoon in the Maxwell House Coffee Ford Thunderbird. Sterling, first of all, congratulations. A good run for you. Yeah, thank you. The, you know We got uh, Mr. Fair qualifying and had to start way back and uh, the boys done a good job on the car. Uh, got it handling real good and uh we just had to start way back and kept coming back all day and uh, we could run the same speed as leader but uh, was half lap behind and uh car picked up and missed about lap 400 420 and uh you know get flashed and just start spluttering so uh i don't know if i could could have done with mark or not the last few laps you seemed to have to battle some of the, the the last few restarts you had to battle some of the lap traffic is that when the car was missing and you didn't have quite enough to get around them to battle with mark yes yeah, that's what it was and uh, the car was tied after 30 uh you know 30 to go when. uh He'd come in, and, uh, you know, I thought Darren at least let me go and race him, and uh, but they had to race him about three laps on the outside to uh, ever get to him. So, uh, I don't know, might have been different could have got to him.
2: Great run this afternoon for the Maxwell House Coffee Ford Thunderbird. Sterling Marlin comes home second. As far as some impressive streaks are concerned, Terry Labonte continuing his streak of eight top ten finishes in all eight of the races this year. This is the fourth different short track winner of 1992. Bill Elliott winning at Richmond, Colwicki at Bristol, Davey Allison at Wilkesboro a couple of weeks ago, and Mark Martin here today. And how about Bill Elliott? You know, it wasn't the day he had been hoping for, but at the same time, he is remarkably running at the end of 24 races in a row. You talk about having to be around at the finish to win. He has now finished or been running at the end of every race dating back to Michigan in June of last year. So, Bill Elliott's streak of consistency continuing here today.
3: Good run for him, and he's going to pick up some points on Davey Allison to try to get in the Winston Cup lead. As we said, Davey had some problems earlier this afternoon. We'll give you the official rundown of how they finished here in just a few moments. Let's check in the pits right now. Jim Phillips.
1: Darrell Waltrip is uh, changing clothes. He'll be out in a moment. We'll get a word with it.
3: Okay, we'll get a word with Daryl. He's got to be happy here this afternoon. Let's check in with Winston Kelly.
9: Let's see if we can get a word with Brett Bodine. Brett, first of all, you had a good run going this afternoon. You took a gamble there at the end, and it looked like it may have paid off but had some problems. What happened?
0: Well, I I thought the guys had stacked the deck perfect, you know, (laughs) to to take two tires on that caution and uh, come out with a lead. I thought we'd done exactly what we needed to do. Our car had been a little tight all day, and by not putting the left side tires on, that was going to free it up. And uh, I just felt like, man, that's great. We're, we're in the cadvert seat. This is the best we're going to run right here. I still had a lot of brake left. I, I was going to be able to run harder than I had been before. I went down in the first turn, and the left front A-frame just pulled right out of the frame. Uh, evidently, the bracket f- had fatigued or something. The, it's, it's a wonder the car still had a left front tire on And One bolt was holding the lower control arm on uh you know, as, as that happened, I couldn't steer the car. I and mean, I think everybody could see that. I went a corner, I turned the steering wheel, and it wouldn't turn. And I was lucky that nobody run over me. And uh, I'm just happy we,
9: we've salvaged the top ten finish. It, it could have been worse. It's kind of an interesting day, but you seem to be very steady, just content to stay in the top ten, not trying to run up front after the first of the race, just between fifth, eighth, and ninth up until the end of the race. Was that the game plan? This
0: isn't my first goat rope in Martinsville. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know what it takes to be around here at the end, and uh, you know you can't run hard at the beginning of the race. You can't do it unless your car. You're just gambling. You're throwing the dice if you go out there and try to lead this thing start to finish. I think we saw that today. The guys that went up there to try to lead, they weren't around at the end. Unfortunately, we weren't either. But we had played the cards right. We'd done everything we needed to do. It just didn't play out for us. But, uh, you know, to win here at Martinsville, you can't run hard that first 250,
9: 300 laps. They've been roping goats here for 45 years here at Martinsville. And Brett Budine, like you said, he knows how to get around the track. Comes home with a good run this afternoon. Just about pulls off the victory with the exception of a little bit of bad luck at the end. But he'll be back strong next week. Let's
3: check in one more time with Jim Phillips and see if Darrell's come outside yet.
1: Uh, yes, he has. He's in, inside of his, uh, getting dressed here at Darrell on the pole. But he has to be disappointed with the third today.
6: <laughs> I can't believe you'd say that, but yeah, you're right. We never let a lap all day. Uh, uh, you know, Dale took off on the get going. We followed him and we had a good car all day. I didn't race hard, didn't kind of try to save stuff and take it easy some degree. It's probably the hardest race I've ever run here, but uh, there at the end, had it been, you know, different. Uh, if I'd been going for the win, well, yeah, they might have been a little bit different situation, but I had to be careful of them lead cars and not take Earnhardt. Uh, or Mark, or any you know, of those guys, out right there at the end. So I just, uh, my crew did a great job. I bet you shame we had a problem in the pit. And you know, those are the guys that built the car that was the best car today. So you can't be mad at them.
1: So what did happen there on that situation?
6: I don't really know. Uh, Jeff and I, he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. We ain't really decided whether we're going to talk yet or not. <laughs> kind of, kind of had a standoff right now. It, something happened on the left rear. The boy come around and he was expecting his lug nuts to be off and they wasn't. And by the time he got them off and got his tire on, well, we got a lap down. So. We don't have that happen very often, but, you know, when you're on a roll, those kind of things seem to pop up. We're, uh, we're real proud of our car today, sitting on the pole and running good and finishing third, even though we did finish third a lap down. And praise the good Lord for a good finish. That ought to move us up a little bit in the points. We were stuck back there in 21st. So, you know, all things considered, it wasn't pretty, but it's effective. And he's still on an upbeat.
1: Daryl Walter finishes third this afternoon.
2: We've got the unofficial Winston Cup points just been handed to us by our scorer, Martha Oliver, and it's really tightened up as uh, well you can expect, what with Davies' accident and so on.
3: Yeah, that really changed things. Uh, Davy Allison will stay atop the leaderboard in the Winston Cup points battle. Harry Gant will still be in second. He is 16 points out of first place right now. Terry Labonte will be third. He's 41 points behind. Bill Elliott is fourth. He'll be 57 points behind. Alan Kawicki will round out the top five in the Winston standings. And 83 points is what they look like right right now through the top five.
2: Let's take a look at the uh, rundown for you as we have it with the uh, Haynes 500 now complete. Mark Martin wins, Sterling Marlin second, Darrell Waltrip third, Terry Labonte fourth, and Harry Gantt fifth. Sixth goes to Morgan Shepard. Ken Schrader finishes seventh, Dale Earnhardt eighth, Brett Bodine ninth, and Bill Elliott will finish tenth. Eleventh will go to Hutch Strickland with Greg Sachs finishing twelfth, Bobby Hamilton thirteenth, Rick Mast fourteenth, and fifteenth Jimmy Hensley. He was a dozen laps down today, but I'm sure Jimmy still excited about the opportunity he has as the full time driver for Cale Yarborough Motorsports. 16th will be Alan Kolwicki. Dick Trickle finishes 17th. Kyle Petty, 18th. 19th will be Wally Dallenbach. And in 20th spot today, Ted Musgrave. 21st goes to Dave Mater. 22nd. They will post Derek Cope, Ricky Rudd, 23rd. Dave Marcus finishes 24th, Ernie Irvin, 25th. Davey Allison has to settle for 26th place. 27th goes to Michael Waltrip, 28th Dale Jarrett. 29th position Richard Petty 30th Jimmy Means 31st Rusty Wallace and 32nd first driver out of the event at lap 104 was Jeff Bodine. Unofficial average speed 77.938 miles an hour. The race winner Mark Martin led 33 of the 500 laps. The big lap leader today was Alan Kolwicky who led 219 of the 500 laps but it comes up short for him as Mark Martin takes home the win. Our congratulations to Mark Mark Martin winning here at Martinsville this afternoon. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. So long, everybody.
1: Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the
5: latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the
6: express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.